So just uh, yeah. Right, yeah. <laughs> right. Fair enough. If you need to get a nap first, that's all right. <laughs> and, and my voice is okay from here. Sure, I can hear you. Welcome to Sneaky Dragon. I'm Ian Boothby. And I'm David Dedrick. And if you're keeping note of such things, it's episode 384. Radically, radically different than episode 284. 284. 100 episodes ago. (laughs) Yes, it's radically different from that. Is it, though? Mm? Will 484 also be... Crazy yeah, diff- it will be completely. We'll be different. getting excited about issue uh, about episode five hundred by that. Oh point. yeah. Oh yeah. We got uh, we got uh, episode four hundred coming up. Yes, I guess. we do. We have to start thinking about oh, that. Oh boy. <laughs> well, here's here's my first idea. Rent a blimp. Okay. And I don't know. All I don't right. even know if we're going to get in it. Okay. I just say we rent one. Yeah, I like it. I like your ideas. Yeah, and we uh, we have uh, the sneaky blimp, and we design it to look like <laughs> a dragon. Yeah, and it flies over the city. And again, sure. I'm not going to say what city we're flying over. Oh, all right. We will choose that city uh, later on. Okay. Uh, here's the thing. Actually, why don't uh, this isn't the question of the week, but this is just a question that's quite weak. Um, what do you think we should do for our 400th episode? Uh, well, I'll throw that out to the listeners. What should we do? Should we do a live show? Should we do an intimate show? Should we just invite one of you guys over? Should uh, should we should we uh, do it in the woods? It might mm. be nice by then. Probably a nice. Uh, you know, yeah. We've been talking about actually doing an episode in the park. Maybe yeah. we could go do yeah, do one sure. do one outside. Okay. Uh, we could also tell you where we are that day, and if you want to join us in the park, we could all just be in a park. Maybe here. <laughs> let me throw this out as an idea. Okay. Picnic. We have a little sneaky picnic, and we go out. We uh, we have some snacks. We go in the park. We record a podcast. Uh, we feed a duck. Okay. Don't uh, don't feed the duck bread. Obviously, oh, feed no. it uh, some seed or something healthy. Okay. Yep. And uh, and yeah, maybe we'll spot some eagles. We could do that. That's that's one thought. Or we all just go to a strip club. Oh, we could I, also do that. You know, they're they're a dying breed here in Vancouver, but I think mm-hmm. we should. Yeah, they seem to. I think, well, I think most bar culture, I think bar culture is sort of disappearing. Why do you think that is? Drink, uh, drinking and driving. It's just not convenient. So the people who were drinking and driving have all died, and so it's less people to go to the bar? It's not that. I think it's just that they're not drinking and driving. Before they were, before they go to a bar. Oh, I see. And have a couple and feel like, I'm okay to drive. Right, and they drive home. They drive home. But now it's, you know, it's become, the penalties have become such that it doesn't feel like it's worth it probably to, to do that. Mm. But you still see people. I mean, I on my way home there is a pub in Aldergrove, and I always drive by it as I'm driving home. And there's almost always a lot of cars there after work. So I don't know. I maybe th- I'm maybe I'm wrong. I have a theory. Okay, here's my theory. Here is my theory, uh, and this is this is the uh, I think a generational thing. Yeah. So uh, and, and and by the way, we know people that like to go out and drink. People who like to go out and have a nice social time, and they're very social, and yep. they'll go to a bar and they'll do things and good for them. But I'm going to say, <laughs> yep. uh, when we were younger, we were free-range kids, and the way that uh, our parents took care of us was we'd come home uh, from school, maybe get a snack, and our parents would go, get out of here, get yep. out of the house, and yep. they'd get out of here, and you had to go out and you had to make your own fun. Yeah. And then Fair eventually enough. you'd come in when there was a meal, <laughs> and then it'd be, yeah. get out of here again, and yeah. shove you out the door. 
Uh, but uh, kids after kind of our generation uh, were housebound because it wasn't safe to leave. So I don't, they might not have developed that kind of like, oh, I should go out. It's more, oh, my comfort is that I remember of being a kid is not being outside and doing stuff. Yeah. It's being inside and doing stuff. Well, and nowadays, be. there's so many good things to watch on the TV. Mm-hmm. You can get anything ordered in, any yeah. delicious food you want. Why leave? Why leave? And especially if you've yeah. not developed that, I, I got to go out because that's what you do. Yeah. Uh, maybe, maybe that's the case. It could be part of it. I'd... What do you get in a bar that you could not get uh, at, in, in, in your home? Drunk. You can get drunk in your home? But you get drunk with other people, which I think to most people feels healthier than getting drunk by yourself. Sure. Drinking by yourself feels like a problem. What if you invite your friends over to your place? And now you can all watch a nice show or you can oh, do something. I think people do that quite a bit. But it's the same rules apply that if you go to someone's house to watch a football game and have a few drinks, you have to have like some sort of cutoff point to allow the alcohol to, True. to you know, whatever it does. Dissipate. Dissipate? Is that what it does? I don't know. Evaporates out of you? Well, you alcohol sit, does evaporate. That's true. You sit under a heat Chemically. lamp, and then you get less, less. Uh, you get you sober up. Okay, just allow yourself to sober up a little bit, so that you, you know, you don't, you don't blow over whatever it is, point eight, whatever the. Is thing the is. idea of getting drunk, 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 drunk looked down upon more than it used to be? I don't think so. Really? No, I don't think so. Okay. No, I think people still uh, enjoy drinking. No, I and think enjoy people enjoy drinking, drinking and, and, but the idea of being drunk. Like, no, I got so still, wasted. Yeah, that kind still, of feeling. Is that thing. still a good thing? That's still a thing. All right. Just the people I know that enjoy drinking, they don't necessarily enjoy uh, the, the feeling of being drunk, but they enjoy drinking. And that's that seems to be the case. But if 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 they if it gets out of control, if it gets they, blotto, then well, it's like uh, then it's like ugh, yeah, it's that that's that crosses a line. Yeah, most of the people we know are not at, no longer in their early twenties. Mm. You know, and I think that's the time for that sort of carry on. And I think as you get older, there's less appeal because there's more. That's the way, that's there's a weird more thing. punishment involved. In the people I know that are that are early early twenties, because I know a lot of people are kind of in the arts and yeah, you know, yeah. in, the, in the comedy scene. Uh, whereas you would think, whereas back again, back in the day, you would go there and to the club and you would get quite drunk. Yeah, but it's it's it feels like it's more frowned upon now. Yeah, because they're out back getting stoned. I mean, we live in Vancouver, and there's a different yeah. there's a different culture in there's a different culture in the arts. I don't think it's a drinking culture right. necessarily. I, I think that that part is true. But I'm going to throw a second thing out, which I think that it, at least in what I'm talking about, there's more opportunities for success in the arts, at least like in stand-up or improv yeah. or what have you. And so you don't want to make yourself look bad. Like what you would do is you'd go out and you'd uh, – the the fun that you would have wasn't necessarily, oh, I'm going to make it as a stand-up comic or whatever performer. The fun I'm going to have is hanging out with my friends and goofing off and we're going to have a laugh and that's what we're going to do. And if you did go on tour, the fun would be you're going to party every night and that's what you do. <laughs> but you wouldn't necessarily go, my goal is to be on, I don't know what, The Tonight Show or something because there was really nothing – that wasn't an opportunity. It was just it, this is a good party lifestyle. I can be a stand-up, and I can just like really enjoy hanging out with friends and, and yeah. goofing off. Well, I, think I think that's still the case. But no, I think there's a bit of that. But I think more so, uh, people can see there's so many like talk shows. There's so many places you could go and do stand-up. That like I don't want to fuck it up. Yeah. I also wa- I want to be a success. Yeah. As well, so it it takes the party aspect from being the first priority mm-hmm. to the second priority. So well, at least it takes it down a little bit. 
the cost of living also takes over a party. Mm-hmm. You know, like if you want a party, you're not going to be able to afford rent very very long. So you have to, you know, you have to keep working. Otherwise, it's like we don't live in an affordable city. I know that they talk about it being an affordable city, right? But four thousand dollars a month for a, for a two bedroom apartment is not affordable for most people. Yeah, I guess I look again. I'm I'm talking very specifically about comedy uh it's like (laughs) if you if you're funny people will buy you drinks Mm -hmm. so you can be the party clown and you can hang out with audience members or other people and they will you know what it's fun to get this guy a little drunk so you can get free drinks by being entertaining and being the person people want to be around sure um i think there's still yeah i think in college college lifestyle there is still a drink to excess element to it i think for kids who are just coming to drinking age there is a drink to excess part part of part of it and i think that's you know for most people that's just part of growing up is that sort those sort of experiences and then once you've done it a few times you know to get falling down drunk it really i think the 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 thrill of it is you know kind of disappears But when, if you're drinking, it doesn't matter who you are. If you're drinking, you're, you're drinking to get drunk. You're drinking for an elevated feeling. Well, not to, I get, don't, not to get drunk. You're drunk. You're I don't mean not, falling down drunk. I just mean you what are. What do you consider drunk? One drink is a drunk? Yeah, a couple of drinks. You're drunk. You are, you have an elevated feeling. Your inhibitions are slightly. Okay, I think your drunk. definition is probably different than most people. Because when most people think of like someone who's drunk, they yeah. don't think of like two yeah. drinks. Yeah, I'm not talking about Foster Brooks fall, you know, the kind of thing, but I'm just right. talking, you know, like when you're drinking, you are getting drunk. That is the, that is why you're drinking. Getting, that is true. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. All right. That is, that is the nature of drinking. So, I mean, I don't know. Some people will drink. I mean, some people drink because they like the flavor and they like the, you know, the, the, the uh, fun of trying different things and stuff like that, but they also enjoy the feeling that it gives them of a slightly elevated feeling. Mm-hmm. Your inhibitions go down, so you're you're more relaxed, right? You know, and those are pluses to drinking. You know, like that's you know why people drink. Why it becomes a problem is if that becomes a crutch for you to survive. You know, social anxiety and, and things like that, where you're just using alcohol as a medication. Mm-hmm. You know, and then that's that's a difficulty. But if you are just doing because you enjoy it, it's still you're still getting drunk though, mm. and you're stopping at some point when you realize I don't want to go you know over the edge into like actual you know right again I think what you're saying with though is like getting drunk yeah is like but you're but that's like saying getting to the corner store me walking out the door is me getting to the corner store sure. but i'm not at the corner store okay so you know there is a there's a path that could end up there or i yeah. could just stop halfway to the corner store sure. and i'm not but i'm just I saying never that, went to the corner store yeah but there's a difference between you going to the corner store like if you walk out the okay how about there's a difference between walking to the corner store and getting sunburned like those are both processes. Okay. Getting drunk and getting a sunburn are both processes. Sure. So if you're laying in the sun for ten minutes, for ten minutes, you are, you yeah. know, you're getting burned. Are you? Yeah. It depends how how but you're hot not it burned. is. But you're, you're not burned yet. But you're getting there. If you keep doing yeah, it, but you will not. get burned. Yes. You will eventually get yeah, there. But you will have, feel the effects of it later on in the day when your when your your skin is a little sore and you have a little you mm-hmm. know and it starts to peel a bit, little bit and stuff like that. You know, so it's the same with drinking, you know, there's no like. But it feels then if you're going with that idea, it's like any time that you step outside in the summer. Yeah. You are getting sunburned no matter what yeah, you're doing. That's me. But you're not. But, I if am. You, but if you don't end up getting sunburned, yeah. then you're not getting sunburned. As soon as I go outside in the sun, I'm starting to get sunstroked. 
and I have to so I have to be aware of how much sun I'm getting when I go outside. What is your, what is your uh, what is your background? What uh, what nationality uh, are you genetically? American. You're, oh, okay. Then you are. Yeah, yeah you will get a sunstroke. Yeah. That is uh, British. Sure. British. Okay. Yeah, British. Yeah. British. A northern. Definitely. A northern. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know exactly. I, I, fa- I found out again recently. I'm like Scottish and uh, and Irish, which were like what a surprise. <laughs> um, yeah. But, so you uh, go outside in, in the sun, you get blotchy and red. That's right. I'm, and... I've made a flash paper. Mm-hmm. That's right. Mm-hmm. If I if I go out for more than five minutes, poof. Yeah, I'm the and, same. If I am... so, I've I've learned to uh, embrace the sunscreen. <laughs> if I go outside uh, for any amount of time, I will get very red in the face and uh and i and i don't i don't tan i just go from from white to red mm-hmm. and then there's no in between for me like lisa gets this beautiful bronze brownness to her from you know when she work, works in the summer and i if i was doing the same thing as, as her i would just look like a lobster all year have you ever thought of just wearing blue and just looking very patriotic <laughs> go in the well, states where, where would the white be my my eyes we well, say you go white you go white to red so there, oh, I there'd see. be a, a thing okay. where eventually yeah. you would have been all so i would just be like red and blue or white and yeah white and... or you just like what you do is you stay half in the shadow <laughs> and that way you'd just be like sure. a beautiful patriotic what like fourth of july yeah. look for yourself yeah. which i think would be very nice and i don't want to i'm not being judgmental about people drinking i'm not then why have you been shaking your finger this whole time <laughs> my finger's sore oh i'm sorry because uh, I bit it earlier. I don't know what I was thinking of. The I thought it was a fry. British children have to actually bite uh, their brother's fingers. They can't bite their own fingers. Oh, is that right? Yeah. Are you not familiar with that video? It's very polite. That's nah, okay. I'll okay. show you the video later. It's all, all right. right. Thank you for bringing up a YouTube video. Yeah. Hundreds uh, of millions of uh, hits. Very popular. One of the most popular okay. YouTube videos ever. Okay. It's okay. Oh, maybe I have seen that, actually. I yes, think you I have probably have. Okay. You're right. Yes. Sorry. I just didn't pick it up. I didn't pick up the reference, so and so in hip. It's 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 a little old. I think the kids are now in college. Those those kids from mm. from that, yeah. but I think they paid for college with that video because back then you could make fat cash. <laughs> Is that right? Yep. I don't think so. Oh yeah. Back then, back in the day, back when it started, and then they put it all in Bitcoin. <laughs> Smart. Oh man, that reminds me. What's that? I got an email from through Sneaky Dragon. Okay. They they caught me masturbating. Oh, did they? Yeah, they uh, hacked into my account. on the uh, on on the air <laughs> during last week's episode. Well, sorry. By about the that. way, listen to last week's episode. <laughs> see if you can guess when it happened. Was it when we were reading the fan letters? Yes, it was. That is <laughs> you gave it when. away. Okay, I do get excited. Oh, I think I think we got a similar uh, a similar email. Why don't you Why don't you lay it down for me? Well, because we both have the sneaky D account. Well, see? this was a different one. This oh, was a different yeah, one. Okay. This is a well, this is through Sneaky Dragon. So this. Okay. So it this told me that. It said, Sneaky Dragon, or mm-hmm. Sneaky D, uh, I have caught you. I wish I could read it, because it's not, it's, it's not in my phone. It's, it's on my, uh, okay. desktop email. This is a very common one, what you're about to lay down. Is it? I believe so, yeah. Oh, it's quite funny, actually, because it was telling me that I had been caught, uh, I guess they had hacked into my computer. Sure did. They had control of my video camera. Yes, they did. On my, on my computer. Yeah. And they caught me masturbating to, to teen porn. Right. So that right away I knew that it was <laughs> this is not the case, but uh, you know I'll go along with you, right? Because you just masturbate to animal porn, exactly. <laughs> Teenage animals, that's right. And so, which of course, as you know, yeah, seven seven man years to one. Mm-hmm. So a teen animal is actually elderly. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly. Um, Torontophilia, and so I, I yeah, it's a, so apparently I've been caught. Mm-hmm. I just have to pay them. Five thousand dollars. Okay, but I have to pay in Bitcoin. Sure, which is within a certain amount of time. Yes, three days. Three days. 
But if I if I open up Notepad and type 48HR on it, yeah. that I can get an extension of 48 hours grace nice. before he'll be sending this to my... What is this person? Is it work or it's, your wife? It's my, he has my contacts. So right. he'll send it to my friends. Yeah. And he was going to post it on Facebook or something like that. Sure. I'm like, that's not so bad. Yeah. Like, you know, I think, I think people know I masturbate. I've never, I don't walk around saying I do, but I'm sure people yeah, the understand standard, that it's part the of the standard version. People's is lives. That you were, uh, it's something illegal about what you were, uh, you were, uh, Oh, because uh, it's teen porn. Yeah. So, okay. so there's that. So we're going to destroy your life. Oh, okay. For, for doing this. Oh. And, uh, and yeah, making it, making this all really, really clear. So, uh, yeah, it's very, yeah, it's really long and it's, it's very involved. By the way, if you ever run into a, a note like this and, and, and even got the slightest bit of like, oh, like, could this be in any way real? Mm-hmm. Uh, do a cut and paste on it. Uh, put it into Google. See if it's a scam. And it's a, it's an old standard scam. Yeah. It's one of the, uh, it's one of the new rockin', uh, modern ones. Oh, are you looking it up? I, I was just trying to see if it, uh, if it, if it was in my uh, spam on my phone. I probably got it as well because I get the Sneaky Dragon uh, things. But anytime I see something that's clearly spam, I just delete it immediately. I don't I don't check it out. Whereas you answer <laughs> landlines and uh, and uh, well, open, I, the, open the door to strangers. It was just so, it was just so interesting. Uh, you know, you don't, you don't see that every day. I don't know. I've just, I'm fascinated by scams. It's, it is sort of interesting. Like, you know, if to me it, it's, it feels like, it feels impossible that I would never, would I fall for this? But, but people must like, if you can just get 1% of yeah, the population to, 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 you know, I, I'm assuming my phone is, uh, this gets rid of it, but I don't see it in here either. Okay. Here we go. Oh, thank goodness. Would you, would you like, would you like to, yeah, hear it? you, you read it out. Cause this is, I think okay. it's great. Uh, so here's a, here's a nice sample of, uh, what it is is uh, I'm aware, blank, 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 it's your password. So they tell you your password. This is usually the way they start. Okay. Uh, it's not the password. Okay, message. but that's usually the way they start. You don't know me, and you're probably thinking, why are you getting this mail? Well, I actually placed a malware on the adult video clips porno website. And guess what? You visited this website to experience fun. You know what I mean. While you were watching the video clips, your internet browser started uh, out working as an RDP, remote desktop, with a keylogger, which gave me access to your display screen. Uh, my software program then gathered every one of your contacts from Messenger, Facebook, and email. What oh. did I do? I made a double screen video. First part shows uh, shows the video you were watching, and the second part displays the recording of your webcam. Oh, well, there we go. Oh, dear. Uh, exactly what should you do? Well, I believe $2,900 is a fair price tag for a little secret. You'll make the payment by Bitcoin. If you do not know, search how to buy Bitcoin in Google. They give you the address. Uh, it is case sensitive, so copy and paste it. And usually they give you a nice little deadline there. And uh, since you're on your way. <laughs> now, how they get the password, I'm not 100% sure. But, uh, but yeah, it's some sort of weird little program that hmm. they do. But, yeah, it's bullshit. <laughs> so don't, uh, don't worry and don't. Nothing. I was, well, I was not worried. Yeah. I also, I also cover up my webcam, uh, the little thing on the, on the computer screen anyway. When you masturbate. Uh, sure. Why not? And for luck. Um, just because, yeah, maybe someone can look through that. So I don't want, uh, anyone seeing through nothing, nothing. What's I, that, what's yeah. That? I don't think I don't even worry about it. That's fine. You don't have to worry what's, about what's it. What's he going to see? My tired mug listen, listening to a sneaky dragon and, and sure, you know, like that's fine. Yep. That's, 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 that's but you're right. Thrill. This is a scam that definitely probably does, uh, work for, you know, it's just like, it's a numbers game. 
obviously. Yeah. yeah, it's playing... When you see the password, I think people uh, worry there's something that, you know, they know about you. Mm-hmm. And yeah, that's, uh, you know, a chill runs up your back and uh, and there you go. Uh, the, yeah, I think, I think the, the, the tax scam, the Revenue Canada tax scam plays on your greed. Yeah, to the tune of uh, the Beatles' Tax Man. Mm. Tax scam. (laughs) Let Ah. me tell you what it will be. Tax scam. The cops are on the way, you see. (laughs) Tax scam. Because it's a tax scam. You answered your landline. It's the tax scam. (laughs) You have a thing about landlines. Yeah. We should really have a thing about landmines. (laughs) That's true. I think the uh the porno one plays on our yeah plays on our guilt obviously rather than on our greed and our feeling that did I I might have I might have done that they could have this information oh my mm-hmm. god what if people saw me enjoying myself oh my goodness this is terrible mm-hmm. I better pay them twenty nine oh. but even <laughs> my problem with it is like even if I felt guilty and. That whole Bitcoin part of it would just put me off entirely. I'd be like, "Oh well, I can't, I'm not gonna be able to figure this out. I'm doomed. I might as well just just let it let it go. I don't care. Send yeah. it to my messenger contacts, or whatever. It's fine. They can they can watch it and probably delete it because who wants to see that garbage? Yeah, that is a bit too much work. I think <laughs> it's like yes, yeah, a lot of but work. But again, it's probably it is a numbers game and uh, and uh, pulling the old scamma scamma. Uh, but uh, hey, scammers, knock it off. <laughs> That's what I say. That's right. That always works. Play to their play to their uh, gullibility. <laughs> now um, we uh, we're, we're starting most of our shows now by doing our plugs, getting our plugs out of the okay, way. Okay. So first away. of all, we've just like revealed uh, scams, uh, and so uh, you know we've done that. Yep. And uh, you're welcome. Now you're not going to get scammed by mm-hmm, that. Mm-hmm. Uh, you're like, well, what should I do with that money that I don't uh, get scammed by? Well, let me tell you. You know what's good books people people enjoy reading and i'd say people read nowadays more than ever because there's more people than ever it's just a numbers game (laughs) um and uh you might be saying like uh hey should i could i buy a book that's like for kids and read it would that be a shameful thing no of course not if you if you just don't do it in front of your computer because someone will see yeah then they will go you've been reading and let me recommend the book that you should probably read it's uh it's called sparks and it's by uh some people say it's a kid's book but look i'm just gonna tell you i say this thing is all ages i wrote it nina matsumoto drew it uh dave colored it it's true it's about two cats they dress up as a dog and they save the world that's also true uh and it is available in stores now it is available uh online is available you can get it delivered to your house if you don't want to go outside your house because you're one of those people that doesn't want to go to the bar yep you can bring it to the bar you can read it while drunk it's fine you want to read it in french hey brother it's available it's called zap it just came out in french yeah you can get that in your local stores or if you're in france in a regular store because that's where what books are like in france it's, it's called paz in chenerf okay he's just making up shit but it is available in hebrew and it's going to be available in russian so there you go and we just got nominated for some awards we got nominated for the bc book award yes true uh which which is very nice and as of yesterday oh boy it would sure be nice if i saw what we were shortlisted for uh we were shortlisted for well, it's very nice it was a it was a um what's nice about the that one is oh. that it's actually a readers uh it's voted on by readers mm-hmm. and so which one are you talking about right now? The one, the one from Nova Scotia. Yeah, which is the 
Hackmatack uh, Children's Choice Book Award. Yeah. We've been shortlisted for that one as well. Yeah, and that's uh, voted on by readers, which I think is really exciting because, you know, like you can kind of, I feel like industry ones are much, are kind of difficult to win unless you have like contacts and you're able to kind of lobby for yourself or you have a company who will lobby for you. But the readers, it's just their honest, their honest opinion, the sort sure. of unbiased, un, you know, un, they're not, they're not, they're not having to log roll or, you know, pat new, you know, scratch anyone's back and they'll scratch yours and all that kind of stuff that goes on in industry sort of things. This is like straight ahead, like, love what you do and here. Exactly. And I, I agree. The only thing nicer is when people, uh, make, uh, your characters out of potatoes and, sh- and do a picture of that, which also did happen recently. Yeah, that was very nice. That was as very well. good. And someone else in, in London, uh, made a big full Sparks costume, which was also like a huge kick. Mm-hmm. Like a pantomime, uh, a pantomime horse style. Just fantastic. Sparks costume. Anyway, uh, we're very proud of the book. Right now, Nina is, uh, busy at work on the second issue and I'm busy at work on the third issue writing it. Dave will soon be busy at work on that second issue, coloring it. Wow. Uh, but you can get the first one uh, in stores now and uh, get it before it loses or wins awards. Get in, get on the ground floor. Get it now. Okay. Uh, if you want to, uh, if you want to get something a little older, well, I've got a book out called Exorcisters coming out at the end of this month uh, in stores, the trade paperback, collecting the first five issues about uh, two sisters who will get your soul back if you sell it to the devil by accident. Nice. So there's that. And hey, uh, by the way, also in the latest issue of Mad Magazine and in the upcoming issue of Mad Magazine, where I will be doing the parody of the Avengers movie, uh, Avengers Endgame. Oh, it's a two issue long. What's that? Do you say this, in this okay, issue the and the next issue? The issue that's out right now. Yeah. I've got a parody in it of, uh, of, well, not of Mary Poppins going to the White House. Oh, I see what you're saying. Okay. Uh, and in the next issue, the I've upcoming got two, issue. Two okay. things. Uh, one, uh, doing a parody of the Avengers, uh, Endgame, which is the Avengers, uh, is this ever gonna Endgame? Uh, and also I'm doing, um, a regular, uh, feature now with my wife Pia, uh, uh, called Meanwhile, where we're just doing some comic strips in, in Mad as well. And, uh, also, sorry, one more thing. Uh, <laughs> Pia and I have been doing, uh, comic strips for the New Yorker on a fairly regular basis for the last, uh, year and a bit. Okay. And as of this week, I am getting credited on there. I wasn't sure whether or not I should be credited or not. It was a little thing. We, we talked about it. And so I'm getting my first New Yorker credit, uh, this week, which is, uh, which is, which is fun and fun. Hmm. And with one of those New Yorker things, uh, we got nominated for a Rubin Award for best gag, uh, cartoon. Nice. So yeah, that's coming up, uh, fairly soon too. So yeah. Uh, you win that, you get a sandwich. Yes. Everyone mentions the sandwich. Mm-hmm. And uh, it does make me hungry for that sandwich because I do enjoy it. <laughs> now, Dave, you've got a podcast that uh, that people just can't stop writing about. Yeah, they uh, they write so many. Like we get letters for the, for this, which is lovely. Yes, but oh boy, do you get letters? <laughs> uh, yeah, it's very nice. Uh, so yes, it just dropped yesterday. The newest episode of Sneaky Dragon Listening Party, episode twelve, is out as of this morning. I I tried to post it last night, and I had some. Because when I, when we finish a mixtape, uh, what I like to do is post a downloadable version of it. So listeners, if they want to hear it just as, you know, just as a one long stream of music rather than us interrupting it, right. they can download that and, and have it on their phone or whatever. And so last night I had real issues uploading it, uploading the, uh, the file. So I was, uh, not very happy with, uh, hmm. who I was using. So I went to, I went, I used, to, I went a different route. And so, I had to upload it this morning. So, so the show 
drop this morning. I'm thinking now I'm going to say that it's a Thursday show, no longer a Wednesday show. All right. It's going to be a Thursday show. Just because I, the, I way my week, the way my week is working, you know, I have, fr- I have choir on Tuesday, so that kind of really eats that day up. And so I was just having, I'm just having trouble like getting all the editing done in one, in, uh, I mean, I'm doing it one night, but it just takes me a while. So, so yeah. At least I went and saw the Mustang on uh, Monday. Oh, in, I want to ask you how uh, how was that? It was good. I enjoyed it actually. Lisa didn't like it as much as I did. She thought they did a lot of Western training in it, which is kind of very kind of uh, matter matter of fact to in terms of like animal being nice to animals. They're kind of like it's okay to you know wave a stick at them and and ride them hard and yeah and make a lot of you know. So she's kind of less less that way inclined, coming from a different tradition. So. Whereas me is just like a big dumb goof, you know, I'm just like, this is a good movie. I'm enjoying this. So I was less, less concerned there. And there's this kind of a, what do you want to call it? Like a propaganda element in it for the, uh, the Bureau of Land Management in the States who are right now are like removing tons of what was Mustang lands mm. and privatizing them. Like they're selling them off to people. Okay. And so they're, the, that, the, but the movie kind of, glosses over that and kind of you know has even has a character in the movie say and thanks to the bureau of land management for blah blah you know so it's uh making this possible or whatever because this really is a thing in the states like so they're you know they're they have these herds of, of wild horses that to be fair are an invasive species i mean you could make that argument their horses aren't like natural you know they're not from north america they're not a natural animal to the to the region they just were escaped horses that started up just kind of got into the wild and, and, and made, made their way, it made, you know, and, and survived basically mm-hmm. and thrived to a degree. So what they do is they, they herd them up and they either euthanize them or they send them to be, to get broken and so they can be sold at auction. And what they are doing also is they are, are having prisoners work with the horses. And learn to break them and learn to mm. ride them and, and to, and I can see that it's has value because it's certainly, you know, if you, if it works for you, it's going to really work for you. Like, I mean, I'm, I imagine there are prisoners who cannot connect to, to, in an empathetic way to, to things. You know, it's just they're, they're, they're broken in that way that they just cannot, you know, they have, they're a sociopath or there's, they have right. those sort of tendencies and it's hard for them to empathize with living, other living creatures. And that's, Fair enough. But for people who do have, you know, anger management issues or things, you know, that this is a way for them to learn empathy, to learn to like control their temper, learn to, learn to, um, work in a constructive way with another creature that requires them to, to emotionally connect to that creature. And, and, and I think it, so it, it, they said in the, at the end of the film, they say that it's, that the um, r- the risks of reoffending are very low for for prisoners who've gone through these programs, mm-hmm. so I, you know it has a positive element to it. Obviously, do you think it has something to, like you know they say like people who you know kind of go go bad? Uh, but I'm saying go bad just because I don't know what the what the official term would be. But like uh, people who develop this cruelty start with like hurting animals when they're when they're young quite often, or like they don't have the they don't have the empathy of like with animals. So like if if you if you start with like developing an empathy towards animals, does yeah. that help re kind of wire you a little bit? You know, um, well, I th- okay. Well, I think I'm not. 
okay, people who hurt animals are sociopaths and on their way to becoming like serial killers. Or are they? Are, okay. That's a different thing on their than way people. to becoming serial killers. But like, this is their, a different thing. Like, I'm not right. talking about those sort of people because those no, sort of people I don't think would would benefit. No, no, from no. This I know, and we're program. taking an extreme there. Okay, but I think like the idea of developing. Okay, I'm just going to go with my own. Like, I'm not a serial killer. I'm just going to say okay. that off the top. All right, and I know it's not a cool thing to say that you're not a serial killer because nowadays everyone likes serial killers. But I'm I'm going to admit it. I'm not. Okay. Dave masturbates to animal porn. We've already said that on the show. So we're all laying things out. Thanks. But Thank when, I, when I, uh, when and I, when I, by the way, that's porn made by animals. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I just want to make that clear. Sure, sure. And yeah. free range animals, too. Yeah. These aren't, these aren't animals locked in cages making oh, no, porn. No, 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 no. No, these are. Oh, did you think it was that? I thought that's what you're talking about. And no, I was no, kind no, of no, a little no, offended. No, no, no. Yeah, yeah, okay. No, it's gorillas that are directing okay, pornography. Okay, sure. Um, that's why, uh, under, uh, the production company Monkey Business. Mm-hmm. Um, so, oh my gosh, now I'm thinking in the Planet of the Apes world, they must have <laughs> pornography, which means they must have, uh, directors of pornography. Oh yeah. no. Oh, Planet of the Apes world. You've made me sad. <laughs> um, oh, I cannot transition from this to what I was going to say. You have um, to. You when, have to. When I when I first got when I got my first cat, which was uh, which was which was Kinsey, um, I feel that having having that cat when I was I guess it was in my thirties, uh, that really triggered something in me that helped me develop uh, an empathy that I did not have before. Mm. There's something about just this, uh, and again, you obviously didn't need this because you had a child, uh, which seems. This, there's a living being that needs you and yeah. what have you, but it was a, it was a little creature that uh, depended on me, mm. and uh, you know I was the connection with it. And if it was hungry, it would come to me, and if it was hurt, it would come to me. And if it was it would it would you connect with these animals on a very kind of deep level, and uh, and I felt it it opened something in me. Yeah, you know, so I can see. You know, a, someone who has not had a connection in their life or, you know, has been uh, very much, you know, feeling like they're on their own. I could see like, working with horses would uh, be a thing, yeah. you know, that would, uh, that would, that would help them out. And it's partly that. And I think also people who are in a prison system or, you know, have committed crimes. And a lot of these crimes are crimes of passion, crimes, mm-hmm. crimes of a moment's decision, you know, where you just lash out and something bad happens and now you are, you have to, face the punishment for it sure and i think those people can close themselves off because it they feel so guilty and they have so much pain that it's easier for them not to feel to not right you're you know, uh, so you're you, worthless you're, un, you're yeah. unlovable you're yeah. just a bad person that's right and so you close yourself off so you become sure. this you know unemotional person and so you know you take those people who are close themselves off emotionally and and you know have trouble you know facing what they did and you put them into a situation where, you know, they have to connect emotionally to something. And it's not a person. So it's not judging you. You know, it's, it's an animal. It's, you know, it, you can't, it could be judging you. You can't tell. It doesn't speak to you. So, sure. so I shouldn't say it doesn't judge you, but it doesn't, you know, it's not condemning you. It doesn't nope. co- come, it doesn't come to you and say, Oh, you're a prisoner. You're obviously a bad person. Right. A horse isn't that way. A horse is just and going to the treat horse you. judging you. The horse is in a stable. It's a prisoner as well. So like, <laughs> it's true. like, Hey, hey, big shot. Yeah. Neither of us can leave on our own. And so, yeah. People so, tell us both where to shit. Okay. So let's just not get on your high you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the, uh, yeah. So it, 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 I think, you know, I can see the value of it. I can see the value for sure of, and I think, and I, you know, I, you, didn't you have a pets when you were a kid? 
I had a dog. That's right. Okay. But it was more the family dog. Oh, okay. So, you know, everyone would take mm. care of it or my mm-hmm. parents would really take care of it. And also that's yeah. when I was kind of turning into a teenager and spending very little time at home. Okay. If I could. Like, okay. I just want to okay. be away. Yeah. So I did, I did love my dog, but, yeah. uh, we had I a dog from part. when I was six. Right. And I was, and so I was very close close to that dog like that dog was basically my dog if if you had to say like whose dog was it right and that was scamp that was scamp yeah was yeah. scamp named after uh the uh the cartoon character uh probably i think i named him i, I named him actually after a friend my friends i don't know if they were related or if he's just another friend but if so i get to say my friend's friend and your friend's friend was named scamp no he had a dog whose name was scamp and Very i thought that good. was a great name i didn't know about scamp the character who is the child of, of Lady and the Tramp? Lady and the Tramp, because that was, you know, I guess that was like a newspaper comic or whatever, but I didn't see it. Quick question about that: Was Scamp in Lady and the Tramp the movie, I don't and think then so, it no. spun off, or it, they it's just later, did it straight out? Yeah, I think it's know. a later, a later okay. thing. Because I don't think he's in the film. I mean, it might be there as like a character, but I don't think that. I think it's, uh, yeah. So yeah, so I just like that name a lot. And I, I could also say that my my grandma had a car. It was a Scamp. Her car was called was a like I don't know what like a Ford Scamp or whatever. So okay, but you didn't name. But I didn't name it after the car. car. No, very good. I just like the name that they named this their dog Scamp, and I thought, oh, that's a great name for a dog. So when we got a dog, when I was six, um, we got it from my un- aunt and uncle. They had a, a litter. Let me just say that uh, yes, Scamp does appear in the film Lady and the Tramp. Oh, really? That's right. Minor character in the 1955 film Lady and the Tramp, and the titular protagonist of the 2001 sequel Lady and the Tramp 2: Scamp's Adventure. Oh, but in the in between that and that, had many a comic book. Uh, yeah, yeah, I don't remember him from the film, but I've only seen the film once. So, yep, he's he's seen at the end of the film. He has a mad face. Uh, but he never talks. Oh, Lady well. Lady handles him a few times yeah. after tugging on a Jock's sweater. But did uh, she call him Scamp? Uh, that is a very good question. I am not sure. I don't, I don't think he's mentioned by name, but I, if, he, if they say so, I, I don't want to argue with the Wikipedia. But, um, yeah, so maybe. Yeah, you why know, argue with Wikipedia? Just change it. There's no, absolutely <laughs> I don't have no an edit- point. I don't have the editing function. Okay. Uh, the, I was going to say, so, you know, maybe in that kind of situation, I, you know, grew up with a more empathetic feeling about animals and, and stuff. I didn't, who knows? I mean, when you're young, you are an egomaniac. So, mm-hmm. you know, the world revolves around you. And uh, that's that's why it's so great to be young. Because when you get older and you realize it doesn't, it sucks. <laughs> it's Would you rather the world revolved around you or not? No, seriously, I wouldn't. Oh, it's my God. A, like, that's part of the problem, right? Like, when you're young, the world revolves around you because because... You know, your parents are there to make it all easy for you. And there's people around you, like other adults, you're there in your life to make life easy for you. Yeah. But now where I am in my life, like, I wouldn't want the world to revolve around me because I already have enough responsibilities. It feels like if the world's revolving around you, that just means that you're responsible for the world. And I don't want that. I have enough responsibility. I don't need to be responsible for the stupid world. It can do its own thing. Doesn't mean doesn't need me. Yeah, that reminds me of something. I'm gonna I'm gonna look this up really quick. So I just want to uh, say the Mustang wasn't a perfect movie. Like it had it yes. had some issues to me. Like that, I enjoyed it, but there's like this there's a weird feeling that they need to have like a dramatic plot in it that's besides like someone like a criminal or I shouldn't say criminal a murderer um, learning to you know like finding himself in a in, in an animal like finding himself in the, with another being and learning to connect like the movie 
the movie's like, well, that's not enough. We need to have like, uh, like this kind of like weird drug element to it and a murder, mm-hmm. you know, and, but it feels so tacked on and unresolved and just weird that you're, you're like, you didn't need that. And yeah. I think you knew it because if you thought you really needed it, you would have finished it rather than just left it or he cut it out of the movie basically. Cause it feels like. It's really unresolved. I haven't, I, I haven't seen it. I was actually going to see it this week, and then I went like, I'm just not in the mood for that. Um, but uh, it's, a, it's a, it's not a grueling film. It's a very it's right. A, My, I, I was not in the mood for anything too intense, and I saw mm. like violent criminal finds. I'm mm. like, uh, there's probably going to be a scene off the top where it's something where we really have to establish how bad off they are. What it's probably going to start off in prison, and we're going to see mm. something really gruesome. No. And then here we go. But no, no, it's not. It's not gruesome or good. It's not. I mean, there is a gruesome scene, but it's like partway through the movie, and it's not. It's a you know. I mean, man, I went to see. I went to see Shazam, and there was a gruesome scene in it that I just went. <laughs> What are you doing? What are you doing? Like I thought, like this could, this is going to be as light as cotton candy. Yeah, and it just what the shit, Shazam? <laughs> Who needs this right now? Not yeah. me. There were some yeah. good, really good things in it, and then there was some odd choices. Are we talking about Mustang? Or are we talking Shazam? Shazam. Okay, very good. There's some things I liked about it, and there's things that I didn't. Would you say that would be a film to talk about on Fansplainers? Yes, I would. All right. We we'll forgot, spoil it there. We, we forgot to plug Fansplainers. Oh, yeah. Which is a, a new sidecast we do where we uh, talk about uh, movies and spoil them because we can't really spoil films on here. Yeah. Uh, we don't want to be jerks. Uh, <laughs> so instead, what we do is we do an, a sidecast, which uh, appears on your feed anyway, if you subscribe, yeah. and then you, we spoil them that way. And then you go like, what? I didn't want it. Ugh. But no, you can skip it if you want. Uh, but we've done uh, talking about Captain Marvel, and uh, we are, we're our next one, we are talking about uh, Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. That's correct. Right. But I yeah, I think the next one will probably be Shazam. Yeah. We were talking about doing Hellboy, but uh, I think Shazam uh, really uh, needs the treatment. <laughs> yeah, it's it, it's very difficult. Like the amount of times that I've started conversations with people about that uh, about that film since then has been uh, enough that it's like mm-hmm. yeah. it's getting a lot of good good reviews, and people seem to like it a lot. They do. Yeah, they do. Yeah, it's interesting. Yeah, and I could see that. You know, it, sure. I hope I, I listen anyone that enjoys things I I'm glad that they enjoy the things. <laughs> uh there's just choices that were made in it that uh, I was like what are they there's just real basic I think I understand step- why they made the choices but I just find it an odd trend. Yeah. We'll I, talk about it on fans. Okay. The one the one thing We're I'm, really we're really teasing you on fans. Yeah, the one the one thing I'm going to say just as a, a general note uh because this is not specific to um just Shazam. But I think to DC films in general. Okay. Uh, the, the people that make DC films, their definition of bullying is very different than the people who do Marvel movies. Okay. And I think the, I think the, the, the version of bullying that you see in Marvel movies, it's much more realistic to today. And the, and the vision that you, the, the, or the vision, the version that they have of bullying in DC films is very much to back in the day where like, like Captain it, America. Uh, how so with Captain America? He gets gets beaten up in an alley by some people. By he gets bullies. beaten up by someone who's in a, they're in a movie theater, and yeah, and no, no, he also gets beaten up in an alleyway too, though. No, he gets beaten in the alleyway by a guy from a movie theater. He's in oh, he's okay. in the movie theater with a the guy, and the guy's like mocking the war reel footage, and uh, and and uh, Steve Rogers says oh, something okay. along, shows some respect, and then he's like pounding him in the uh, in the alley, oh, okay, and uh, and then he fights him afterward. No way. 
And so he's uh he's a, it's the I can do this all day yeah, uh, yeah. scene. But again, that's the 1940s. That's old timey yeah. days where yeah. yeah, a guy would like bop you in the mush. <laughs> you know, that would be a thing. <laughs> they had a, they called it a mush, so apparently you had to mush it. Whereas I think like the type of bullying is is the old stereotypical yeah. 1970s. You know, uh, you know, hey, it's that guy. Let's get him. You know, which uh, I'm sure might still occur now. But uh, I, yeah, I don't oh, see. I, I don't mind it if I feel like the film is creating like a sense of heightened reality, mm-hmm. and they just want to like be melodramatic. It works there because you're just being melodramatic, right? It's not going to work. Like it just depends what kind of movie you're trying to make. If you're trying to make a movie that feels like kind of like real life, like say Spider Man uh, Homecoming, then yeah, you have to try and like make make it feel more like real life bullying rather than this kind of fake right over the it's top. spider-man homecoming it's the bully is actually an intellectual yeah like, you know it, but yeah, it, he's an intellectual bully but he's a, like i was but he's a yeah he's a jerk like um, i was yeah but like if someone threw a punch at like peter parker in a hall in in spider-man homecoming yeah uh the whole school would shut down <laughs> and, and, and there'd be an assembly and yeah, there'd be yeah. a whole bunch of things yeah whereas uh, in the DC movies, the teachers just step by, back and mm. don't seem to have any issue with like bullies just directly yeah. pushing and, and yeah. kicking and doing all this kind of stuff. It reminds me of like, uh, in the Sabrina, new to Sabrina series, where, you know, uh, you have the four high school jocks, yeah. you know, or the football guys who yeah. like immediately go after the, the, the trans character and in the hallway and are like, you know, doing all this stuff and like, where are we? When is this? Yeah. It just feels. Well, you say that when you watch the show the whole, all the time anyway. When is this supposed to be based? That's true. <laughs> and it, and it feels like either it's out of date or more likely to me, it feels hack. It's mm-hmm. just like an easy thing. Sure. It's just like the, there was, there was a movie that, uh, I did like quite a bit. It was a Canadian film and it was called, uh, like, not like water for chocolate. It was called better than chocolate. <laughs> Okay. okay, and uh, in this in this movie, there was yeah. about a, 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 a. Is that sex? Is sex better than chocolate? That was basically it, yeah. okay. And uh, this woman is, is falling in love with another I'm woman because I don't want that hacker guy to hear me. Yeah, and she's uh, working in a, like a women's bookstore and all this kind of stuff. And anytime they needed the plot to move along, mm. like first of all, the scenes where everyone's talking and the and the romance and the scenes with her and her mom and her mom kind of develop you know discovering her own sexuality or all that's great but then there'd, there'd be a point where it's like we got to move the plot along yeah anytime that happened yeah the nazis would show up like the neo-nazis would be driving by in their car and it's like hey there's that <laughs> queer and uh, they'd go and they'd have yeah. to like you know, they'd like throw mazel uh, molotov cocktails which what? is like what seems kind of extreme it's ex- exactly it's extreme <laughs> it takes you out of the movie yeah. it's like what are you doing? You're just, they're just a plot device. They're just, it's just a hack. But plot you say device. that, but I, I feel like there's people who are watching that movie who are like, well, this is really terrible. I'm glad they're exposing this kind of behavior. Yeah. You know, like, Look, pe- and there's not that there's not neo Nazis, but it just like in a movie, it just, it, yeah. it was, it was a cheap way of getting sure, to sure. where you're going to yeah, go. Yeah. I, I know what you're saying. And then later on, it turned out it was weird because I was doing a comedy show with, uh, Gerald, Gerald, Geraldson. Yeah. Uh, the horror comic was also Gerald Varga. Yeah. And, uh, and he went, Oh yeah, I was, I was that guy. He was the head Nazi. Oh, really? In it. And I was like, Oh yeah, you were. I was like, Ah. Oh. Yeah, they want to say, I hated your part. And it's like, you're supposed to hate the Nazis, obviously. But I hated it just because of like, yeah. you know, moving the, moving the yeah. plot along. I hated your stuff. archetype. Yeah. Why do they have that? Hmm. Yeah. No, I, I, no, I understand your, your, um, complaint about that. And I think you're right. I think it does, it can verge on hack, but in a comedy movie where they're trying to like 
they're trying to goof it up a bit. Yeah. I just we can talk about it on the show. It's it's more about tone than it is about anything else. And, yeah, uh, it, to me, it took it it took it out of the it took it out of the film, but it also took it out of the film as far as what year is this being made? <laughs> it's like okay. there's still I you know I don't I don't want to burst your bubble, but there are still physical bullies out there that actually do beat people beat people up. Sure, and Peter Parker in Spider Man Homecoming is going to a special school that That's that true. is that is for you know stellar students. Yeah, so you're going to have less. You know, oafs there, then you're going to have it at just a regular school where, Agreed. you know, you're going to have more oafishness. I, you know, like, I mean, to say it's completely gone, I think would be, would be a lie, but mm-hmm. I just think, I think that it's not, it's not thought of the same way, just the same way, like, I mean, Lisa told me stories of like, you know, like kids at her school, like, that just are horrifying to me. Mm-hmm. You know, that seemed just, were just part of normal life. I mean, they're horrifying to her now, but at, when she grew up, those were just part of normal life, you know. Normal life in a rural area where there's just not a lot of parents. There's not a lot of, you know, just, it's so, it's so big. You could just be, sure, you know, and you're just the way, way girls were treated by boys in those days and stuff. It's just like, ugh, blah. What if and you- thank goodness that, I mean, I know it still happens, but I feel like now we're at a point where, it's just not accepted the way it was then. It's just like, oh, that's, you know, it's her what fault. What are you going to do? It's her fault. Kids will be kids. Why would she get in the car with them? Yeah. Those kind of, you know, like, I just don't think, I think those kind of questions are commonly asked now. Or if they are, you know, the person who's asking that question has to justify that question. I, on a completely side <gasps> note. Are to, you going away from our topic? No, 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 I'm not, actually. I'm going to a different side note about... The DC films, yeah, with the superhero things, yeah, and specifically, Aqu- I'm gonna I'm gonna round up like both Aquaman and uh, Shazam. Wow. Whereas I think like the Marvel films are trying to, you know, they they know what a superhero film is and what what you do. Yeah. Whereas the DC films, I think what they're trying to emulate because it's from the same company. Yeah. Is uh is is they're trying to emulate Harry Potter. Like almost specifically, did you see, did you see Aquaman? No. Okay. There's a scene. The scene. There's a scene in Aquaman where it's a young Aquaman. He's in. A, uh, why am I saying it like that? Aquaman. <laughs> Aquaman. <laughs> sure. Uh, I think as you said, Aqua, and then he felt like Aquaman. he should just keep Aquaman. Yeah, that's right. I like I, Aquaman. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Now I can't not say it that way. But there's a there's a scene. Ian where was in Jamaica for a while. He's at. Uh, that's right. Uh, where he's at the aquarium. And, and, and he's enjoying, uh, the fish and, uh, yeah. you know, there. And he's, it looks like he's kind of, you know, uh, relating to the fish. And then. Well, he's, uh, sorry. He's at an aquarium. He's at an aquarium. Like a giant aquarium. You know what I mean? Like the kind didn't, that you would Didn't go he like grow up under the sea? No. So, oh. uh, so he's oh, at, a, he's at an aquarium. Okay. On his school, uh, yeah. tour. Yeah. And, uh, and the bullies come out. Well, oh, looky, no. looky here. <laughs> oh, We've got ourselves, uh, you know, he's, yeah, yeah. he likes talking to fish. Right. And so they're like pushing him and all mm. this kind of stuff. And of course, none of the kids are doing fuck all. Yeah. And then, uh, a shark just starts smashing against the glass like he's going to like attack, uh, the, the, um, the, the, the bullies and the bullies freak out and all this. And to me, I saw that and I was like, Oh, this is the scene in Harry Potter where, uh, Draco's being an asshole to him. Yeah. I uh, said, uh, there's the snake 
and then uh and 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 Harry can talk to snakes we yeah. find out yeah. and then uh he has and then, parcel tongue he's parcel tongue and yeah. then it looks like the snake's going to attack Draco and Draco freaks out mm-hmm. I'm like yeah you're just doing the scene from Harry Potter and then it was yeah. like oh wait a minute is is that what they're doing for the superhero movies is they're just trying to do Harry Potter movies but like cuz Harry Potter's almost a superhero if you take if you you know if you if you go with that he's got yeah. superpowers he's figuring the stuff out but like Draco, whenever you needed the plot to to move along, would just come out just like, "Hello, Potter. I'm just evil for no reason. I've got no second level, and I'm just going to be an asshole." Oh, you punch him in the face. Oh, I'm as coward as well. It's just, yeah, he's just like such a straight out stereotype through the yeah. whole damn thing, except maybe a little bit near the end. But like maybe that's what they're trying to do. And then with like Shazam, you know, we got wizards and shit, and and all this stuff that could very much be in a Harry Potter movie, even more so than a superhero movie yeah. is that what they're trying to to do they go, yes okay because that's their most, i don't know because well, i think that is aside from i hope you're asking a rhetorical question i think their no most answer. successful franchises are probably harry potter okay. and batman and they're like well how can we batman up harry potter yeah mm, like that that's yeah. how it, maybe we can do it okay my that's my theory is like they're they're going with harry potter rules instead of like superhero rules. okay well, let's talk about it in fansplainers. Okay. Because I feel I feel constrained by what I'm allowed what I'm allowed to say. Very good. And if you uh, if you enjoy Aquaman, yep, uh, then you're going to probably enjoy the the sequel, mm. which features uh, everyone's favorite character in Aquaman. Yeah. Uh, deep hole in the ocean. <laughs> that's okay. what that's what the that's what the sequel has been announced to be. It's about a uh, deep hole, an underwater canyon, basically. Yeah. Yes, that's exactly what it is. Yep, but those are sort of interesting because there's interesting creatures down there. You think there's a- anglerfish? Sure, they're really creepy looking. Yeah, and other things. Yeah, it's just creepy fish dudes. <laughs> that's what they're going with. Yeah. Yep. That's kind of odd. Yeah, it's odd. But I, is it James Wan who's going to do that one? I don't know. He's got like roots in horror. Maybe he's going to bring like a horror element to it. Could be. Could be. Is that what you want from Aquaman? You want it to be a horror horror film? Yeah, Aquaman horror film. Sure. All right. Well, there you go. Then you're. I mean, you're you're up. You're up for a treat. Here's no. It's okay. I thought not that I'm up for an Aquaman horror movie, but I'm just up for like them to try something different. Like, go for it. Like, if Mm. if you think that's a good idea, like if you have a good idea, do it. Like, I think a superhero horror movie would be interesting. Well, they were trying. uh, They were trying to get uh, who's who's what's his name? Uh, El Toro, Del Toro, Benicio Del Toro, Del Toro. Uh, No, no, the uh, director. Oh, sorry, Guillermo del Toro. Guillermo del Toro. They were, he was supposed to be doing Justice League Dark for the longest time. Oh, really? Which is, uh, Constantine, John Constantine, and Swamp Thing, and Zatanna, oh. and a couple other of their... And they've all got, like, the YouTube app and the, the dark background? Yes. Oh, wow. That's exactly what it was. Cool. Be. Just saves on, saves on your, uh, battery. <laughs> and so they're the only one who can make phone calls when their, uh, batteries go out. Yeah. Yeah. That's their, that's their superpower. <laughs> It's pretty good. Yep. Sounds exciting. It's strange to me that like... I can't believe it's been in development this long. This this was a thing to me, and again, I'm not going to get into the Shazam thing, but uh, but one of the darkest characters in, in DC is John Constantine, who is now on one of the lightest comedy shows mm. that DC has, which is Legends of Tomorrow. Okay. And damn if it doesn't work. It's just so weird how well he works on this time well, they really Well, they really neutered his character for the for TV, so... How so? Well, he's just nowhere near as interesting as he was in the comic, like in the original comic, where he was 
you know, a guy that you didn't know what was what and who he was. Yeah, and 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 had these deep connections to magic and mm-hmm. and a deep understanding of it. And whereas a TV show, he just felt like a dummy who just wandering around. Are you around. talking about on his TV show or yeah, on yeah. Legends? I'm ta- I never watched Legends, so I was okay. talking about his TV show. I, yeah, you're right. A little bit of watching. He just seemed it, like a dummy walking around it, into a. Yeah, they took it too seriously, though. I think, mm. and in in making it a bit sillier. Yeah. It makes it better, and it makes him more dangerous and weirder. And when they do do the dark stuff, like, yeah. you know, he accidentally damned one of his boyfriends to hell. And he wanted to fix it. And so he kept, like, traveling back in time to try and fix all this stuff. Yeah. And so you ended up, like, seeing him fuck up again and again and again. Yeah. And they did it in kind of a funny way, but it was also dark. And I was like, this works. Mm. It's like a nice balance. They know how to, like, uh, make, make stuff that shouldn't work work. Yeah. And it's strange because then I'll watch something like a Doom Patrol – and uh, and every third word is fuck, and uh, you can tell that they're going for the mature, mature, okay. and the just like us. We're really, tr- yeah, and they're really trying to like be. We're really wild and wacky, yeah, and it's like, oh, this doesn't is that, work. Is that at on all. now? I didn't, yes. I didn't realize. Yeah, not Three worth watching episodes. though. Hey? No, it's worth watching just to see it and. <laughs> But they, I think they've made. That doesn't some, sound like a, it doesn't sound like a great, uh, listen, uh, recommendation. It's I'm worth get, watching just the, to have the punishment of watching. I'm going to get the name wrong, but like, who's the fellow from, um, Firefly who was the pilot? Alan, uh, Tudyk. 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 Yeah. He's the villain on it. Okay. He's good and he's often the he's narrator. A, he's a very good actor. He's very good. Look, there's a lot of good actors in this. Mm. But it's just so we're going to be badass mm. that it's just like, stop it and yeah. just get on with it. Get on with it. So do you think the constraints of network television for uh, Arrow and those other shows, Flash and Legends of Tomorrow, join with the fact that those those shows follow like the natural rhythm of a comic, which is a, you know, in installments, Mm -hmm. you know, like like a periodical. Yes. And that seems like the perfect place it to tell those kind of stories. It duplicates what a regular comic book would be. But also it duplicates it in a way, in a kind of old-fashioned way, in that it, it, you're limited to what you can show or ta- sure. talk about and stuff in the show. So you, in a way, it kind of heightens your creativity because you can't just be hack and say fuck every fucking, fucking second. Yeah. You've got to like think about when to say fuck. Just keeping our, uh, explicit, Please explicit do. rating. Yeah. I think. Uh, you have to like, um, like know, the animal pornography thing earlier wasn't, uh, wasn't enough. <laughs> well, we didn't describe it in detail. Okay. If you want me to, I will. Okay. The director comes out and I... the director, as we said, is a gorilla. Mm-hmm. Now picture Donkey Kong. Yeah. Okay. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. Forget it. I was going to say something, but I won't. The, uh, yeah, there's explicit and then there's getting taken off of the airwaves. Yes. Oh, <laughs> it doesn't give that bad. Uh, no, the, Think about yeah that I think I feel like those shows they really you know they can really like I don't you know I'm not interested in them but I feel like they work better because they can use like the natural form of the comic book which is right. this sort of periodical cliffhanger here's you know what's going to happen next element of of those stories which which is what you know what makes them interesting when you read them as a kid is what's going to happen next like this is ooh, ooh. plus it's neat. And the neat, you know, don't don't undersell neat because neat right. is is great, you know. Like if something is, and something all, is imaginatively exciting, and that's what I mean by neat. That it just excites your imagination and gets you thinking yeah. about what's next. 
And what they what they have to do as well, which is great, is they have to fill a lot of time with not a lot of money. <laughs> I don't know if we've talked about this on the show before, but one of the things that is so endearing is you'll have to come up with a B plot that doesn't cost money because you've got your one plot that yeah. like, we're going to have to have the Flash do something that's going to cost a lot of money. Okay. So we now need a couple of scenes in the coffee shop mm. or a scene on the couch with him and his dad. Yeah. Or we got to do a scene in the lab. Oh, so, so you get this personal element. That's to right, it. and so mm. it makes it real and grounds it. That's great. And and if you didn't, if you just had infinite money. You mm-hmm. do Aquaman, and and you just be like nonsense through the whole fucking thing. Yeah. It's like, whoa, this is big. Budget. And never, never a, a moment of quiet. Where no, it'd just... be all plot. Yeah, and it's like, no, 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 no. What makes this endearing is, yeah, the little weird side things where it's like no one's doing nothing, and they're just bonding, and they're t- they're shooting the shit, mm-hmm. and like that actually is really, really good. Yeah, um, I think one of the one of the problems with something like a Doom Patrol as opposed to Legion yeah. on on FX, which I think is a very well done show, um, is Legion doesn't constantly talk about the X Men. Whereas I think a show like Doom Patrol or the or the Titans, which is on Netflix, and again in in this in the states, it's you know just on uh, on the whatever DC channel uh, they're so always talking about Batman they're always talking about and they're and they're, they're like fuck Batman they gotta like you know always be rebelling against their yeah. old man basically yeah yeah and it's just like well it doesn't now I'm just keep thinking about those characters and also Batman's so dark now anyway that saying fuck Batman Batman tortures people in the in the in the in the in his movies who cares it's not a big deal to go like I'm not as cool as, as you know uh, straight as Batman Batman ain't straight Everyone's mean. That that's a dark universe already. You're rebelling against a rebellion. Yeah. Everything is bleh. whereas like something like Legion, you know, there's little hints of X-Men maybe in it. Uh but it's like does its own thing and just has its own fun and every episode is something visually exciting and stimulating, but it doesn't feel like they're apologizing constantly for what they are mm-hmm. apologizing for being a superhero show yeah, going, yeah. i've got to undercut this yeah. i know superheroes are dumb you got to tell you that no <laughs> yeah. no just be what you are yeah. and be as extreme as, as you yeah. want and uh and 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 have an amazing soundtrack also whereas doom patrol does try to have an amazing soundtrack but unfortunately it's almost all songs you've seen in other shows and you're like oh this reminds me of guardians of the galaxy because they use that song oh this reminds me of this because they've done this mm. whereas legion just feels like it's his own thing yeah yeah Interesting. I have no- I have nothing to add to that. Fantastic. Then let's <laughs> uh, turn things over to our just uh, just because I things I want to say about Shazam. I I, I don't want to say. No, no, we'll save it for. I don't want to uh, say in public. Uh, by the way, here was a thing that uh, Neil deGrasse Tyson said on uh, Twitter. Um, the universe is blind to our sorrows and indifferent to our pains. Have a nice day. Hmm. That was something Neil deGrasse Tyson said. Um, <laughs> Norm Macdonald commented on that and, and, and what have you. But I had, a, I had a thing that I wanted to say about that, whereas, uh, you know, the idea that the universe is blind to our sorrows mm-hmm. and indifferent to our pains. Well, we're part of the universe. Yeah. And we care about that. Yeah. So the universe at least cares a little bit. I guess. So, I don't think he's talking about us. I think he's just talking about... What? He's saying that there's no, like, overarching, like, creative spirit or transcend transcend transcendent the universe force. as a whole does not care yeah yeah that's true but the universe is also us and so there is there is empathy in the universe because we are part of the universe and i think there is an arrogance to distancing yourself from the universe and making it that yeah, it's, no, you're not part of sure, it sure. Yeah. yeah so no the good, universe does good, care. Good, by good, the way good part repons. of the universe really enjoys chocolate really part and part of the universe is chocolate so the universe enjoys itself. <laughs> that's a nice that's a nice little thing. 
Um, what if part of the universe doesn't enjoy chocolate all that much and prefers gummy bears? Well, that part can just go in that black hole we just, we just took a picture of. <laughs> oh, dear. Well, I don't know who I was. So I wasn't talking about myself, of course. I was just right. postulating on some some hypothetical person. Please don't postulate on our show. Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, we had a question of the week, which we've been doing lately. I was imitating the actor, Pete Postulate. Oh, I like I like, I like like their work. Um, the question of the week was, yeah. what is your favorite representation of the devil mm. in popular culture? And we had a sub-question. Yep. What are your superpowers based on your initials a la Shazam? Yes. All right. So uh, let's go to our questions. First of all, though, uh, Hamish McTavish. Uh, Hamish, Hamish McTavish. Oh, I apologize. Hamish, I am so sorry. Hamish McTavish. Uh, also uh, gave us suggestions uh, because we mentioned uh, the new crime, the new uh, crime podcast. True crime that podcast that you and, and are starting. will be making, but yeah. you're not. Uh, and uh, they made a not couple yet. suggestions for yeah. the title, which were Sneaky Dragnet, yeah. Eve of Destruction, named yes. after Eve, yes. and Dedrick's Don't Wear a Plaid. Yeah. I like uh, all three of those. Yeah, I particularly like Eve of Eve of uh, was it Eve of Eve of Deduction. Oh, Eve of Deduction. Yeah, I'm so so sorry. That is an excellent name. Yeah, that's um, the best one. Now we got. Thank you, Hamish McTavish, thank aka you. Chris Roberts. Oh, oh, you cracked a code. He cha- well, remember I, my little hand puppet last show was Hamish McTavish. Oh, that's correct. There you go. Thanks. I don't. Thank you for that show. tribute. Chris. Uh, Robert L said, "My favorite devil is Walter Houston from The Devil in Daniel." Yeah. Well, he says The Devil in Daniel Webster, which is a porno. The <laughs> Devil and Daniel Webster would be the movie and/or story that you're talking about. Walter Houston in The Devil in Miss Jones. That's right. Uh, mainly for the last scene. Oh, he's right about this. Uh, where he's searching through his little book for souls to tempt. He yeah. looks up from the book, scratches his chin, smiles, and points his finger towards someone in the audience. <laughs> you know what's adorable is that Robert thinks it's someone in the audience and not him. Yeah. Robert, it was you. Yeah. It's, he's, he's looking yeah. at, he's looking right at I didn't you. even, didn't even look like he was looking at me when I saw the film. I didn't know what Robert no, no, was, was talking about. No, he was looking there. for Robert. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Any, any film, uh, yeah. If you see a screening and Robert's not in the audience, he doesn't do that. Scene. Yeah. He doesn't do that at all. By the way, that is one of the creepiest things for me in any movie is when a uh, character on the screen, uh, stops and just takes a look at you, the audience. Is oh, it freaks you? Freaks me out. Oh, freaks me out like nobody Really? Does. Don't like it. <laughs> That's great. And he, and, uh, <laughs> Also, second favorite, this is also one I would agree with. Yeah. I think would be both uh, Laird uh, Krieger. Am I getting that okay, correct? Sure, yeah. Uh, elegant gentlemanly devil in Ernst uh, Lubitsch's. Ernest L- Lubitsch. Yeah. All right. Ernst Heaven Can Ernst, Wait. Yeah. Unrelated to uh, the other movies called Heaven Can Wait. Uh, Van Cleave has left Heaven for Hell, insisting he belongs there. Uh, Krieger's Satan. Uh, Politely invites the old man to make his case. If you meet our requirements, we'll be only too glad to accommodate you. Would you be kind enough to mention, for instance, some outstanding crime you've committed? And then he relates the story of, of his life. There yeah. is a creepy scene where there is a woman who, uh, you know, is a kind of a, a Margaret Dumont type mm. who, uh, the devil like hits a little switch and there's a little trap door and like, ah, <laughs> yeah. Again, uh, trap doors and devils also used to creep me out quite a bit. Yeah, um, those were good choices. Thank you. Uh, Louise, Thank you, Robert. Uh, friend, Louise. friend Louise says, I yep. can't think of a, oh, she's going with the, uh, acronym. acronym I can't yes. think of a lamer sounding ac- superhero acronym than Louise. Uh, but if I had, oh, how about, uh, how about, uh, Agnes? That would be, that would be worse. Uh, but if I had the powers <laughs> right. of gods and heroes based yep. on the letters of my name, they'd be the shape shifting of Loki, uh. the cunning of Odysseus, okay. the ability to bring balance of Uma, 
plus divine beauty. Oh. Uh, the magic of Isis. The power to destroy and recreate of Shiva. And the ability to make people fall in love of Eros. Wow. Wow. That sounds like you'd be up to a mess of trouble. <laughs> oh, she goes wow. on to say, uh, so my superhero would be a hot-looking trickster who'd use her magic to turn villains into allies by shooting them with her love-inducing arrows. Her character flaw would be a reckless disregard for consent. After all, can you really afford to worry about a little lack of free will when you're trying to save the world from total annihilation? Yes. Yes, you can. <laughs> Otherwise, everyone would be, you know, in the Justice League would be getting me too afterwards. Um, Liam says oh it's talking this is a completely unrelated one uh but uh, you you mentioned that you did not like kanye west yeah in our last uh in the last show I didn't say i didn't like him no Maybe you said I, you hated him i said i he couldn't i couldn't understand why he was so popular all right uh so he, he, made, he just seemed middling to me yeah so than, i'm just gonna say that there's a list here of uh I, kanye songs for yeah you to listen to. i did respond to liam i said I, I would check them out and i would uh report back yeah, I'm just going to go really quickly on the favorite Kanye songs. We Don't Care, All Falls Down, Heard Him Say, Touch the Sky, Champion, Dark Fantasy, Gorgeous, and Ghost Town. So you've got some, some pickings to do. i got some listening to do. There you go. Uh, Edward uh, Dragansky, yep. uh, Back to the Devil. For only a moment in Trains, Planes, and Automobiles, John mm. Candy turns into Satan as he and Steve Martin are driving recklessly the wrong way down the highway at night. He laughs maniacally, only uh, before slamming on the brakes, sending the the trunk on top of the car 100 feet in the air. <laughs> Pretty funny Satan. That's a great, correct. great scene. In, and just before that is great, too, where the, the guy's trying to yell and say, you're going the wrong way. How does he know which way we're going? That's <laughs> a great, great scene. Yeah, that film uh, still hold up. Uh, my scary Satan from a band cartoon called The Secret World of Mormonism. I mm. went to my girlfriend's church as a kid, and they showed us this bizarre cartoon as their way of exposing the Mormon faith. This cartoon haunted me for years until I discovered it on YouTube about 12 years ago. <laughs> uh, and then we've got a link there, so go to sneakydragon.com yeah, and, and underneath that episode. Sorry, Ed, I haven't had time to check it out yet, but yeah. I do plan I to. I watched a bit of it, and it is, uh, yeah, if you were a kid, that would be uh, darn creepy. Again, my scary one was before Gardner Ted Armstrong, and it was like all these little devils running around. It mm. was like, is hell real? I think so, I'm scared. <laughs> and uh, let's see, yeah, we have a little bit of talk there about uh, your big bad wolf fears uh <laughs> our popeye cartoon uh talk talks about it and uh yeah i think that's about it so so thank you very much for your uh for your uh, favorite satans and your uh and your acronyms well let me go back in time then please do um and we got a uh back in whoop, time like sorry. popeye back let me just time. touch your head lately and uh <laughs> freeze you and then uh pull you back so we asked about school punishment yes we did and we had a listener jim middleton wrote in to say in fourth grade, with a nose filled with the goo that grows in the petri dish known as elementary school, <laughs> I frantically ran to the hook where my coat awaited with an already drippy backup handkerchief, but also with a stash of unused Kleenex in one of the pockets. Already sensing the imminent sound of the next period bell, I ran down the hallway and was grabbed by the school principal and thrown against the wall. The bell rang. I was late and had to do extra homework that evening. Mm. Ten years later, a tornado came through the town and nailed that elementary school. I made a point of returning to returning to the site and dancing a little jig on the rubble. It's <laughs> good. I really wish that I could see the jig that was danced. <laughs> well, please send us a video of your of the a reproduction of that that jig, Jim. Mm -hmm. Okay, and then Jim also wrote 
Even before I knew of Peanuts, or Doonesbury, or Bloom County, I sought the works of Charles Adams, saving my mm, allowance. Yes. Saving my allowance to hand off to my grandfather, who would bring me the penguin paperback issues of Drawn and Quartered, Black Mariah, Nightcrawlers, Adams and Evil, Monster Rally, and Homebodies. That half dozen collection of broken spine books have traveled with me through the years. But when new, I used them to make my case that the Adams family was better than the Munsters. The Adams family came from a literary tradition, <laughs> I would exclaim, and then produce one of the books. Nobody as in, nobody was impressed, but I got to look at them over recess. I still consider it time very well spent. That's great. And that's a very odd choice for, for a kid, but I can see that uh, it would appeal. I can see that they would appeal. I just never sure. had, I was never exposed to them as a kid. So Yeah, I like them. I like them as a but kid. But I liked yeah. Gain, Gain Wilson as a kid. I liked his cartoons. And they, I think that's he in grossed a similar, me out a bit. Because there was like vein. weird nudity and odd things and women yeah. taking off their shirts and there was like faces underneath and stuff, yeah, breasts. Yeah. And it was like, I don't need that as a kid. <laughs> just like grossed me out. Huh. Uh, but there was something, yeah, there was something really appealing about the Adams family. I don't remember the Adams family being on television as a child. I do remember really? the Munsters. Oh, I remember the Adams family. Very which clearly. I did not like the Munsters at all. Do you not remember the Adams family being on television either as live action and or animated? Like at all? No. No. Okay, do you remember the Adams family teaming up with Scooby Doo? No. Because, uh, when there was like the Scooby Doo, oh, I forget what they called it. Not the Scooby Doo Mysteries. But it was something. Okay, it was, if it's a later one, I probably didn't see it because I it's was. It's the one where like Scooby Doo would, uh, team up with like Tim Conway or Don Knotts. Oh, yeah, I didn't or see Batman, those ones. Or that was the thir- Beverly Sills. And it was the 13 like, Ghosts of? No, 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 no. That was much, much later okay. and much, much shittier. Um, <laughs> it was still pretty solid Scooby Doo, but they would just run into like, okay. oh, look, it's Don Knotts. Oh, I saw a ghost. Yeah. Which is a good, Don Knotts is a great guy to team up with Scooby Doo. Yeah. You know, yeah. it's like the two cowards and. The Ghost and, and Mr. Chicken. Yeah, perfect. Tim Conway. Eh, yeah, you know, I don't know if Tim Conway has any reason to be scared of ghosts. But, yeah. You know, he's still Tim Conway. He's if he great. ran away slowly, I guess it would be. I think Beverly Sills was a singer, right? She was an opera singer. Yes. Why is she there? Except for maybe she would scream. I was going to say, she would have an incredible scream. Right. Like, in tune. She screamed it. She screamed in A. But as a, but as a kid, high C. I loved that Batman would team up with Scooby-Doo and they would take a little break and they'd go off and, uh, and it's like, have you got any snacks? And I was like, well, and Batman in his utility belt would have bat cookies. Okay. And they'd all sit around and they'd eat some bat cookies and like, did Batman always have cookies in his belt? This is a very different Batman than the guy who's torturing people nowadays. <laughs> but like he would just like, and it was like, That's oh, Batman. Batman. Yeah. And they'd go up against the Joker hmm. and ghosts. Oh, I don't, yeah, I never saw those. Uh... Yeah. I, you know, I just, there's a point where I stopped watching those things. But it's interesting. Yeah. Um, I was going to say, I did watch The Addams Family later in life. Like I watched it in reruns. How old were you then? I, you know, I was in my twenties or whatever. Okay. I think, but I think you can appreciate it a lot more in your twenties than you could as a kid. Like the, the jokes and things. Well, I if think... you're, if you're a rebel, or at least, or at least picture yourself as a rebel. Oh, I did. They are. So I wore a leather jacket through, through elementary school. Yep. Back when you were the fonts. Well, so say, what are you rebelling against? I said, what do you got? And, and and they said uh, lots of stuff, and they gave you a little uh, choice, um, which was nice. A little menu of things to rebel mm-hmm. against. Uh, the they were very counterculture. They were very you know against the status quo. Yeah. So yeah. Whereas the Munsters, on the other hand, it felt like the Munsters wanted to be part of the status quo. They yeah. just wanted to fit in. Whereas the Adams family, they knew they were um they were different, and they were rebels. Yeah, and they would yeah. Uh, do their own thing, which was good. Yes, they were non nonconformists. Yeah, and uh, John Aston was just fantastic. He's great, and also uh, Jackie 
No. Coogan? He was very good. I was thinking of the the actress who played. Yeah, not Angelica. Played uh, Morticia and her name. Oh, man, I can't think of her name now. Kath, Kath, Carolyn, Carolyn Jones? Carolyn, it's Carolyn something. Mm -hmm. Dang it all, I can't remember. She's also, she's really good in the, there's a, it's a Frank Sinatra film directed by Frank Capra. Mm -hmm. It's one, a later one. It's a color one. Uh, and she is his, his girlfriend in the movie and she's very good. She's kind of his kooky girlfriend in this movie where he's trying to like, it takes place in, um, somewhere in Florida, like Miami, and he's trying to buy a hotel there. And, uh, it was, it's a good, it's a pretty good movie. It's not, it's not as good as Frank Capra's classics, but it's still worth a watch. Has, also has, um, uh, Edward G. Robinson as Frank, Frank, uh, Sinatra's brother who comes to town and it's kind of like super like uptight and like a, like this really kind of, you know, like, uh, Mr. Like Perfect kind of guy. He oh, yeah. Doesn't quite understand his brother's, you know, kind of loose, you know, swinging lounge, lounge singing kind of ways. <laughs> but it's, yeah, it's a good movie. No, it I think it's Carolyn. Good. I think her name was Carolyn Jones. And she's very good. Yeah. She's very good as Morticia as well. Okay. I'll look that they had up. a good cast for that show. It like was... just to hire John Aston and, and Carolyn Jones and for that, for those two roles is, was really clever because they're both, they're both good actors, you know. And you're giving them opportunity to be funny, and uh, they do. They really do. Uh, it pays off. Right, Carolyn Jones, you're absolutely right. John Aston, Jackie oh, yeah. Coogan, Ted Cassidy, and uh, Blossom Rock. Blossom Rock is a great name. <laughs> oh my gosh! Very yeah. nice. No, that's a fun show. Uh, Opening theme by Vic Mizzy. I love that name too. <laughs> Vic Mizzy, nice. Yeah, with, they, a, with a harpsichord. Yeah, they just came out with a new. Uh, oh, the new Scooby Doo movies. That's what it was. Um, okay, but uh, the, oh, so they're like long. They're like not a half hour. No, they were they were half hour, but they called them movies. It was bullshit. That's wrong. Yeah, it's it's, 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 it's a old. misappropriation of the word movies. Yeah, you're right. Well, you take it up with the the Scooby Doo. I'm gonna uh, write a letter. Lawyers. Yeah, it's a real Scooby Don't for for you. <laughs> I understand that Scooby Doo's and Don'ts. The um. Yeah. They there's a new Scooby Scooby Doo. No, there's a new Adams Family animated movie that's uh coming out. That looks Great. O- that looks okay. Okay. Uh but it was I was I was looking at uh, the comments as I do for some reason. Okay. And the first comment said uh you know, it'll never top the original. Mm. And I was like, "What are you talking about? What original do you mean? <laughs> the original? Yeah. There's been so many of these. That's what right. are you it, referring to?" And never be as good as the movies from the from the '90s. Is that what you're talking about? I don't know. I'm yeah. Just wondering. yeah. Are you talking about you know the? Are you talking about the uh, the 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 cartoon the 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 original cartoons? Well, maybe you're right about that. <clears> I'll give you that. Are you talking about the sitcom? Are you talking about the many animated series? Because there's been multiple animated series. Are you talking about the movies? Are you talking talking about the live broadway show what are you talking about jack because <laughs> yeah. there's been a lot of adams they did say the original so they meant yeah, what's the, that mean they meant the cartoons by charles adams maybe maybe that's what they mean or you never know because everyone thinks yeah, of know. the original of whatever they think it is yeah i mean for crying out loud i know a morticia yes and i'm just some guy yeah to quote jeff goldblum that is one of the most obscure references i can make uh I you, yeah. I, it sounded like you're you, you did in a kind of a jerry seinfeld voice so you really confused me oh Okay. And I'm just some guy. <laughs> I'm just a casual guy. Yeah. And I'm friends with Almotisha. Yeah. One. <laughs> yes. What are the odds? We've had, we, we had a fester on our show. A couple times. Yes. Yes. That's right. Uh, that our was a festering uh, show. That's what that we was, it. uh, yeah, that was the, the Adams family was uh, shot in Vancouver for a brief period of mm-hmm. time. Uh, 
former friend of the show, Mike Roberts. Yeah, was, and uh, uh, Ellie, Ellie Harvey was, uh, was Morticia on mm-hmm. that. I forget the name of the person who played Gomez, but on the show, they actually had uh, John Aston show up as grandpa. Mm. And, uh, oh, those were good episodes. It was great seeing him just go back to full on. Oh, <laughs> man, it's good. It's amazing the amount of takes you can get on the Adams family, and it still like works. Yeah, yeah, you're yeah. right. Because Raul, Raul Julia is a very different Gomez than John Aston, mm-hmm. but both are definitely Gomez. Yeah. Both definitely like nail it. I like, I like both those movies. Mm hmm. I've never seen the the Broadway version, but I would like to see that. Mm, no, I have not either. For some reason, my I do enjoy Adam's Family, but it, I don't enjoy it to such a degree that I'm going to fly to New York to see it on Broadway. Do you enjoy New York enough that you would fly to New York? I've never been to New York, so I have no I have no basis of comparison. Well, Dave, I'm going to go to New York uh, this fall. Okay, have fun. If you uh, if you were going to New York, what would you do and what would you see? Can I can I go vicariously through you? What should I, what should I see? What should I? Well, do? I don't want to force you to do things that okay. I do, but I would. But you, all right, if so I went to New York, yeah, you've got a week in New York. Okay, what do you do? I would go to Central Park. All right, first I thing. Definitely, want to see if wait, it's possible to ride horses there. You, if they still have stables there, they used to have stables. Okay, I wonder. Central Park. They used to. Have you seen the movie Eyewitness when uh, Sigourney Weaver is riding her horse in, in Central Park? What year is that movie? It's in the eighties. Okay, it's William Hurt and Sigourney Weaver. Okay. I know um, there's horses guess, in Stanford. Can I guess 82? Um, are you looking it up? Yeah. Or are you looking at that you can go, can you go ride? Yeah. Right? Yeah, there's, there's staples there. Can you ride a horse in Central Park? Yes. Uh, yeah, in Central Park, horseback riding is permitted year round during regular park hours. Uh, though the stable was forced to close in 2007, oh. uh, with the only uh, vendor of a horse transportation in the park, but from 2000, okay, but, uh, but it is available at the Riverside Equestrian Center on a very limited basis. So you can ride a horse. Uh, so I guess you'd have to, if you're planning to do that, you'd have to book well in advance. Mm-hmm. But, you know, everything's possible. Yeah. But uh, that would be that would be fun. Because you can also go riding in Hyde Park in London, which we did not do. But that would also be something that would be a lot of fun, I think. Mm-hmm. But I also want to go to MoMA. Yes. That would be definitely, definitely. I'm a big museum fan, so I would definitely go there. It is a good, uh, it's a good city to do that. And I guess I'd have to go to the Goog as well. I'd say go to the Society of Illustrators. Is that what it is? Oh, yeah. I never yeah. Thought, thought of that. And then, I don't know. I think, you know, I'd want to look into like the best used bookstores that might be in like, you know, what wa- in within walking reach or whatever, or mm-hmm. best sort of record stores. Everything's kind of in walking reach if you've got uh, the foot power. <laughs> okay, yes, but I mean convenient walking distance. Not, you know what? Everything. I don't is... have to like trek across the city. Okay, but okay, it's. Well, are you going to make an argument? I'm going to make an argument for you, saying yeah. it's such a it's such a walking city slash subway city that you can, uh, if you've got the patience. Yeah. Uh, then yeah, you can get anywhere you want to go. Okay. It's not okay. a, it's not Los Angeles. Mm. You know, you can get, you can get places. So if there's anywhere you want to be and you've got the time, you could, you could do it. It's just, you've got to be with someone who's got the patience to go with you and uh, not go, where are we going? What's happening? <laughs> Come on. And I've never, I've never been with that person, which has been great. That's I've always good. been with people who are keen on uh, doing things. Yes. I don't travel with someone who, uh, Lisa is a very keen adventure person. It is a very keen adventure city. That's good. And then uh, it'd be fun to like go to a Broadway or off-Broadway show. Nice. Just experience that. Those would be the things. And I guess the Statue of Liberty. Okay. You know, which I, because I, I want to be disappointed by something there. Would you go in it or would you just walk up to it and look up it? Look up its dress? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I guess I'd go in it. Why? Was there, is it, could it cost a lot of money or is it not? I don't know. 
Empire, you've been on the Empire State Building too, right? Have I ever been to the Empire State yeah. Building? I've never gone up it, but oh, okay. I have been in it. Okay. Yeah. The the highest I've been, I went to uh, Rockefeller Center and I went to the the roof. Okay. Of Rockefeller Center, which was pretty great. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I have a I have a real uh, problem with heights. Not that I'm scared of them, but I have um, because of my weird. Um, what camera's called now, but when you have inappropriate thoughts, I always want to throw myself to my death. They so. will not let you do that. Oh, good. <laughs> there's no there's no way you can do oh, that. Oh, good. Yeah. Good. Without climbing. There is no thing. option for doing that okay, whatsoever. Ah. And if there somehow was, the guards would be over you like nobody's business. There's huge plexiglass yeah. that would stop you from it's doing a weird, that. It's a weird feeling, but yeah. Uh, yeah, it's something I get when I get um, looking from great heights. Like I've owned this at the uh, Space Needle, place mm-hmm. like that, yeah. I don't do it. No. Nope. So I point out that it's just a, they it's realize a weird, people have that. It's a weird you, compulsion. You can't do it. Yeah. You cannot do it. Thank I will goodness. show you videos of us <laughs> up good. there and you yeah, will know I'd, it. Yeah. I'd like to see like the Chrysler building and the, I'd lean, I'd like to see like the big, like the famous corny things. You know, that's, that's what I'm about. Would you want to go to a talk show or something like that? See a TV taping mm, of anything? Not really. Okay. There's nothing I really. Follow, like watch of that sort of that ilk yeah the last time i went i really enjoyed i went to the rehearsal for the seth Meyers thing and yeah. what i what i loved about that was um that uh it was just the comedy it was okay just, it was and it was like way more comedy than they show on the show because they okay. were trimming it down yeah yeah so it was like it's just comedy mm. i don't have to sit through the boring guests i don't have to sit through the musical acts yeah i don't have to sit through any of that nonsense it was just great it was just like hey laugh if you want to laugh and don't laugh if you don't think it's funny because it doesn't help us if you fake laugh and uh here we go and uh, so yeah it was just oh that's three hilarious things and we're done great i'm out yeah, that's done for the day that All does right, sound thanks. fun that does sound fun yeah and if probably Seth Meyers is not that it's an easy thing to get into, but it's probably easier to get into than like David Letterman was in, in his heyday and mm-hmm. things like that. And it's fun when uh, you're walking around and you see the uh, like the Saturday Night Live set and mm. just like, oh, this is real. Oh, okay. Well, then I know like Letterman used to shoot down here. Okay. Well, then this was over here. Oh, wait. I remember this hallway from from that. If you've got any like kind of you know old timey comedy memory of uh, mm. things like that, or if you've seen My Favorite Year. And also, it's such a beautiful building, uh, you know, yeah. at Rockefeller Center. It's just gorgeous, the design inside of it, that wow. it's just worth wa- walking around and seeing things. Yeah. yeah. And also, you okay. like a little restaurant called Shake Shack, because the burgers are very, very nice. Ah, I heard that. Mm-hmm. About that place. Mm-hmm. And reasonably priced. Did you know... Wh- Sorry, I'm just going to veer off New York, unless Please. you have something more to say about New York. No, I'm... I'm New York, New, New York. York. It's a wonderful town. <laughs> the Bronx is up and the battery's down. It's quite low, actually, because the people aren't using dark on their phones. And mm-hmm. it's terrible. The chuds, they live I... directly underground. <laughs> I believe... With the Ninja Turtles. Oh, I didn't realize they were connected. They say cowabunga as a sound. <laughs> a little while ago, you and I think Nina were telling me that Popeye's chicken was very good. Yes. And so... I discovered when I was driving home from the movies on Saturday, because we went to see the movie on Saturday and it was sold out, so we had to drive home again with her. Okay. Forlornly. In a rage. No, I don't rage. Okay. You know me. Even against the machine? Uh, you know what? Machines are one thing I will rage against. You're right. <laughs> okay. I'm sorry. I will do heavy metal rap to uh, machines. Nice. No, but there's the Popeyes in Linden. Oh. Popeyes chicken in Linden. How far away is Linden? Five minutes from my house. Okay, one second. I got to have a conversation with one of our listeners. Yeah. Hey, Nina. <laughs> eh? Okay, back to you. Yeah, so as soon as my um as soon as my uh uh Lent Lenten fast is over, I'm going to be 
going to Popeye's Chicken. Oh, you couldn't go any? No, I don't want to go when I can't have like everything. Oh, because you couldn't have a soda pop. I can have a soda pop. But I can't have ketchup. I can't have, you know, so. Why would you have ketchup on I don't your know, fried are there, chicken? Are there fries? Maybe. I don't know. But that's bullshit. You don't like, I just that. don't want to, yeah, I just don't. Yeah, get a nice I want to enjoy chicken it. and a biscuit and some I want coleslaw. To, yeah, I want to enjoy the, the Okay, Can experience. you have coleslaw? Would that be too sweet? No, coleslaw's fine. All right. It's a vegetable. It's fine. So how how far are we away now from uh, from the 20, uh, sugar? The 21st. So. Okay, so how many days? I think that's, is that nine days away now? Sounds good. <laughs> you right. kind of excited. Nice. I am. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, I'm, cause I, I've heard it's good. And so, and I, I used to, you know, when I was younger, I used to enjoy, uh, Kentucky Fried Chicken, but they've really gotten not very good. I'm, su- I'm surprised how, uh, like they used to have it in New Westminster, mm. but only in New Westminster. And then it went away. It was like, what was that? What was here? Why was it here? Why is it gone? What's happening? The Popeyes, you mean? Yes. Okay. Yes, mm. they did. And it was like, gone. <laughs> What are you doing? That is what weird. did you tell us? Was it a pop-up? It was a Popeye pop-up. It was there for quite a while. Pop-up Popeye. But it was just a brief period of time that I was never around uh, New Westminster. And then it was like, mm. you know, one time I was like around New Westminster. I was like, oh, right. They've got that Popeye's chicken. Oh, this is going to be great. Oh. <laughs> and then uh, the Dairy Queen's across the street going like, why don't you come over to me and have a burger? And I'm like, because oh, you're a stupid Dairy Queen is why. Yeah. That burger's you didn't great. mind me in college. I didn't mind a lot of stuff in college. <laughs> But I'm a grown-up now. Wow, you've had quite a conversation with yeah. inanimate objects. There. When you're craving a Popeye's biscuit, yeah. and uh, and Dairy Queen's just there going like, you know, we're not fast food, we're fan food. And it's like, no, you're fuck-off food. Get out of here. You make a good uh, ice cream, but uh, don't even start with your burgers. Don't even try. Yeah. You know, you got a creamsicle uh, cone now, which looks like it's pretty good, but knock it off. Oh, that sounds good, actually. Yeah, it does, actually. The, the <laughs> one problem with the, with this is, like, you talk to people of a certain age. Yeah. And you go to them and you say, like, you know, um, they got a creamsicle cone. What do you mean? Well, you know how they got the um, you dip cone with, like, chocolate? Well, now they got the creamsicle one. I was like, oh, you know, they, they used to have the butterscotch. I know. And they'll go on about the butterscotch and they got to bring oh. the butterscotch back. Who'd want butterscotch? I kind of would Blech. like butterscotch. You don't like butterscotch? No, not at all. Not at all. No, not in the least. Uh, well, we're very different people then. Like it's, it is like, for, it's a forbidden food in our house. Butterscotch. Not allowed in the Ridiculous. door. Not allowed in the door. Ridiculous. I turned it away. I was trying to come in, tried to sneak in wearing a mustache, but mm-hmm. nope. I saw it right away. I spot, it's a good spot. It's butterscotchness from miles away. It's not tricking me. I did not enjoy a rum butter, uh, a butter rum, uh, lifesaver. I will, I will give you that. I did not like a butterscotch uh, lifesaver as well when I was a child, mm-hmm. but uh, I've come to enjoy butterscotch over over time. <laughs> yeah, I know. I just don't dig Do it. Do you like a Werther's original? Hey, that's that's caramel. Is it? Isn't it? Is it? It's not butterscotch. I think it's pretty damn butterscotch. Mm. Mm. I don't know. Uh, the Werther's caramels. Mm. Uh, <laughs> mm. uh, that's different. Mm. Sorry, this is an emergency broadcasting thing. <laughs> it just I just went completely into that. <laughs> Okay, let me, like, uh, I'm open to a second question, uh, to our listeners, but I'm going to throw this out. Okay. Uh, uh, gentle listeners, the question of the week until we come up with a better one. Yeah. What is a forbidden flavor, uh, to you? What's a flavor that, like, people mm. go, hmm, and yeah. you go, ugh. Yeah, yeah. And for, uh, and for Dave, that would be, uh, that would be, uh, butterscotch, clearly. Yeah. For me, generally, mm. uh, black licorice. 
Okay. I like black licorice. Black licorice or any uh, spinoff of that. You don't dig a niece. I do not dig a niece. I like my niece, but I do not dig (laughs) a niece. What a terrible dad joke for a joke about from an uncle. Uh, But no, black licorice just was like real dunkle. It's it's strange. Like uh, when I was again, when I was a young man and you're eating jelly beans and you look away and mistakenly put a black one in your mouth Uh. and it's just like destroys. It is the anti candy. Mm. It negates, it kills all the flavor of like the good oh. candy. I really like that uh, big, thick, black, like Australian licorice that they sell. I guess this comes in these big, thick wads of like mouth drooling. Do you put it like a chaw? Do you put it between the cheek and gum? What is it? No, they're just like a big hunk of licorice. Oh my gosh. It's good. Yeah, all right. It's great. Look, I, I don't want to, I don't want to yuck anyone's yum. And if you, and yeah, yeah. No, my, it's fine. I mean, I understand. Like, I, you're not the only person I've met who does not dig the black licorice. My mother-in-law loves licorice, loves licorice, loves the finished licorice and loves the salty licorice. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Do you enjoy the salty licorice? Yeah, I do. I do. Wow. Okay. That's a Dutch thing as well. Yeah. I, when I grew up, my friend's family was Dutch and, uh, yes, you had different breakfasts. With those, when you went to, when you stayed overnight at your friends. Oh, what did you have with it for a Dutch breakfast? It's crazy. Well, well listen. They had toast. Lay it down. Listen to this. Toast mm-hmm. with chocolate sprinkles. That is very Dutch. I never, like, oh, now, I never course, had chocolate. Wait, wait, wait a minute now. Like, now. I grew up, I grew up with parents who were Canadian. Are we laying down some butter on that too to get the sprinkles to stick? Yeah, of course. Yeah, that's right. Now you're talking. Okay. And then they also had, like, and this blew my mind too because this was strictly. By the way, you, when you're really being mm, judgmental here and going, yeah. like, can you believe you're having chocolate sprinkles on toast? That's ridiculous. Give me those frosted flakes. <laughs> uh, we weren't allowed to have. I never. We didn't have sugar cereals. Okay. And my my mom and dad did not let us eat those, and I do not eat them now. But um, the other thing that was strange to me is because this was strictly that's when you had at lunch is they would have like meat like like luncheon meat mm-hmm. uh, with for for breakfast, and they didn't have like cereal mm-hmm. or bacon and eggs. It was just weird. I mean, it was fine. I didn't hate it. Like, it was, it was a nice change. Mm-hmm. And I like chocolate sprinkles on toast. I'm all, I'm all for that. Right. Where I, where I wasn't as fond of was the, they really like to have plain yogurt, like plain unflavored yogurt mm. with some berries in it. Oh, well, that's flavored with the berries. But the berries didn't have any flavor. They were from their garden. They're like these weird, like, not like blueberries or like whatever. Logan berries? Or I don't know what they were. They're, they're just like stuff they put into them. And it was like sour berries and, and, like tasteless, chalky flavored okay. yogurt. Because this sounds very similar to what I do have in the morning, which I will have like Greek yogurt with like some berries. Yeah, it. that'll be something. I don't like yogurt. I don't like yogurt at all. I don't. I don't know if it relates to that. I think maybe I just had it too much at some point in my life. Okay. If I did have it as a kid, I would have eat yogurt, but um, like flavored yogurt with the fruit at the bottom, and you stir it up and stuff, or don't stir it up and just and just get to it. It's a little prize. <laughs> but it was. Uh, I just kind of went off. It's same with apple juice. I went off apple juice as well. Oh, okay. Don't like apple juice. Um, I think apple juice it turned me off. Uh, when it used to be in the uh, the tins, like you'd mm. you'd have to like open it with a yeah yeah yeah, and uh, it would just be taste tinny. It would have that metal mm. taste to it. Then later on, you know, uh, once it was in the tetra packs, juice just or upgraded yeah. like crazy <laughs> over the years. Like those of you that are drinking juice now, yeah. and came into juice in the late nineties. Oh, mm. you don't know how bad juice used to be. Yeah. It was a rough ride. It was a real rough ride. It was rough. <laughs> okay yeah uh oh bad bad times okay. really is yeah. it that bad i don't here's my here's my ang- is that why i got tired of it on a side a side note here's my angriest juice memory okay um get angry many years ago yes i'm in spain okay and i'm i'm having some valencia 
Valencia orange, oranges, and they Valencia Valencia. There yeah. sounds good, and they make a fresh squeezed orange juice. Okay, out of these oranges. Mm. And my wife and I are at a con, and they make this juice for us, and yep. we put it to our mouths and we drink it. And I was so angry because I realized what juice was supposed to taste like, <laughs> and I have been drinking garbage for my whole damn life. Yes, orange like, concentrate. This uh, is the greatest. Mm. It, this is what oranges should taste like this is amazing yeah. yeah and i'm like and i have to leave spain and i will not have this for years yeah and i'm like go back to our garbage in your mouth you could make them show. yourself but it's a lot of oranges that you have to use to make oranges and, and, and still the oranges wouldn't taste the same as they do in spain no that's true yeah You're right You're right. all all you can possibly do is take ecstasy and then drink <laughs> the orange juice and hope <laughs> that that will get you there <laughs> all right new sneaky dragon recommendation yeah Take uh, ecstasy, a, drink a, orange juice. On a complete side, if we we're going to go with a sub question, I would say, what was the, um, what did you have for breakfast when you were a kid? What was your uh, breakfast uh, of your? Are you asking of, me? I'm, I'm, well, I could ask you. Yeah, let's go with you. Well, we were always a peanut butter sandwich. That was us. Really? Peanut butter and/or peanut butter and jelly sandwich. Wow, that's different. Why peanut butter sandwich was an unusual thing for breakfast? Yeah, yeah. Why? That seems like a total breakfast thing. <laughs> that does not seem unusual. That's a lunch thing. What? That's what I have for lunch. No, you get tuna sandwich for lunch. <laughs> oh, uh, what uh, what would you have for breakfast? It's cereal, like cereal in a bowl with milk. Mm-hmm. Um, my dad worked for Quaker Oats for a long time when I was a kid. He did... So would you have oatmeal or would you have a Quaker Oats cereal? We would have oatmeal sometimes, but we would have Quaker Oats cereal. We would have, we would, like I say, we weren't, weren't allowed to have um, sugar cereal, so we didn't get Captain Crunch. Okay. But we could have Life, which is kind of sugary, but I guess it's less sugary. We'd have life uh, cereal when it's when it came out, and uh, muffets were a mm. big thing in our in our family growing up. Would you have berries with that, or we just have straight milk? No, thing. no, but we're we're allowed to put sugar on the cereal. Sure, just not have sugared cereal. I think yes, I think because you just put on less. Like you don't you don't like go crazy with it, unless just, the parents weren't looking. You have a sprinkle load up. <laughs> you might try that, but you only try it once, and you realize how disgusting that is. Um. Yeah, and then what was strange is my dad always had, and so we did too, he would always have like milk, but then he put condensed milk in with his milk. Like, oh. Or evaporated milk, I yeah, should say. Yeah, yeah, same deal. Yeah, and it was very odd. Like, I don't do that now, but I, I did it then and I always enjoyed it. It added a sweetness to it. That oh, was, it certainly does, yeah. Yeah, it was strange, but my dad always, always did, and I assume he still does that. On weekends, on Sundays, we always had pancakes for breakfast in the morning. We would have bacon sandwiches sometimes. Okay, that's nice too. My dad would always make, pa- he liked to make pancakes. So every Sunday we would, he would make pancakes or not every Sunday, but you know, usually. And I think Anything he felt, in them or just straight pancakes? Just pancakes. Maple syrup or uh, Aunt Jemima? Aunt Jemima, because that was owned by Quaker Oats. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think he felt bad when we became teenagers and we didn't want to get up and come downstairs for, for breakfast. I do feel bad that we were that way. And why did we, why were we that way? Because we were saying no to, to, to pancakes, but at the same time, we were also saying yes to sleep, which is very important to teenager yeah. boys. And, and not, and not because you're jerks. No. Like it's... literally, teenagers need way more sleep than they get. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And so, but I do feel bad that, you know, cause I think he, that was something that he prized when we were kids is that sharing that time together, getting the griddle out and making pancakes. He could have made them for lunch. That's true. He did, and he would make them for dinner if my mom, if yeah, my mom exactly. was. Exactly. Yeah. If my mom could make dinner, my pancakes dad. for dinner is great. Oh yeah, it's fun. We Remember? still we 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 don't usually have breakfast together as a family, just because we are all on the run. Like I, I leave I leave the house at six, and you know the I get up before you know when we're 
gone before the girls were up and, and stuff. So it's fun to have like a waffles, waffle meal. Mm-hmm. You know? So we'll make waffles, we'll make bacon I and eggs. I haven't made waffles in a long time. I should make waffles. Mm, you should. I highly recommend it. We can't do it right now, of course, because I'm not going to have waffles without syrup on it because that would be insane. <laughs> Just a plain. I, I guess people do do that though, right? We have waffles with like savory a savory waffle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I guess you could do that, but it have, isn't. Sorry, we probably talked about this before, but have you done the uh, the chicken and waffles thing? No, I haven't. Okay, when you do do the chicken and waffles thing, we could we can do. I that. thought that there was syrup on the waffles though with the chicken, or on the chicken. I mean. Okay, you can go to, okay, yes, you can, do, okay, here's the thing. Okay. Uh, you have the option of like, you have both the gravy, the chicken gravy, and you, and then oh, you okay. have the syrup. Yeah. So you can, you can alternate, or you can go traditional. You can go like, I just want, uh, I want uh, chicken gravy on the chicken, and I want uh, syrup on the waffles. That's yeah. fine. Yeah. Or you mix it up, and you put, yeah, the syrup on the chicken, and you put the gravy on the waffles. Gravy on the waffles is pretty freaking good. Is that right? Chicken gravy on a waffle? Yeah. Believe it or not. It's, mm. I mean, because you think like, uh, chicken gravy and, and biscuits, yeah. Beautiful, as you will soon find when you go to uh, Popeyes and delicious biscuits. Um, but yeah, you're uh, oh, you're in for so much uh, good eating treats uh, in uh, cool. the next two weeks. Oh, I look forward to it. Finally, yes, yes. But yeah, let us know what uh, what was your uh, breakfast? Uh, you know, either culturally or just like family wise, or where were you from, and where, what did you have? Have Dave to, seems to think a peanut butter sandwich is a crazy thing for but breakfast. I, yeah, but I uh, I couldn't take cereal because cereal and milk was gross to me. Like, yeah, yeah, I know that. So it made, it makes sense. But um, and okay, did you always have? So you always had peanut butter and jelly? No, no peanut butter usually. Just peanut butter by itself. Peanut butter and butter, or peanut butter and banana sometimes. Peanut butter and banana, yeah, that's good. Yeah, and with maybe a little bit of honey would also uh, throw that to the mix. I don't know if I've ever mentioned this before, but have you ever had peanut butter and cucumber sandwiches? I think you have mentioned this before, and that does not sound bad. It is actually really good because mm-hmm. you get that crisp, cool cucumber, and then you kind of warm peanut butter together, and it's really, really good. I would, I would take it up one one level, okay, as an adult, and I would, I would pour maybe... pour a bottle of, of whiskey over it. <laughs> no, but but I would possibly try that with a little uh, chili sauce. Because oh. I think we're now getting into a Thai area when okay. you're talking about those things I see. together. I see. And then you get the cool, you get the hot, and then you get the sweet, mm. uh, nutty, nuttiness. And I think that would actually be, be quite nice together. Huh. Well, you can try that. Okay. Let me know how it tastes. I will. I'll stick I'll to show mine. you. Yes. I will stick I'll to mine for the all. time being. But then again, you know, we've had discussions about spaghetti sandwiches. So, you know, <laughs> listen, anything beyond that is, uh, is fine and fine. I love spaghetti sandwiches. And I will not, again, I will not yuck your yum. That's well. You can yuck it. I don't care. It's no, fine. I, I mean, everyone. I mean, I want no, no, no. To enjoy, it's the things okay to want, yuck my yum I because want you to enjoy. Your... That's part of the fun of life. Is is the the rubbing together, not just which. If everyone just gets along, what what a bore. I mean, <laughs> you have to rub. You have to have rub it together a little bit sometimes too. You know, you can't just. You know, it's I fun. Know, but I wish people were a little bit more uh, food experimenting. And it's tough, too, because now, again, with allergies. Yeah, try spaghetti sandwiches. Yeah, with 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 allergies and everything, too, it's very tough to, like, get people to, you yeah. know, get, get out yeah. of their comfort zone. And yeah. food food so often is just about comfort, mm-hmm. you know. Oh, for so, sure. It's so personal yeah. to people. Yeah. But Well, uh, that's part of it. I mean, my mom made us um, peanut butter and cucumber sandwiches, so that's Where did that come from for her? Like, what? I don't really know where it came from. I don't know if it's something that... Her mom did. I should ask her. My grandma, my dad's mom, she would make us, not very often, because we didn't, she wasn't like a, a host, like a kind of a, she wasn't like a entertaining sort of grandma. Like you didn't go there to, to eat and stuff. We just went there to visit. But the one time that she made us sandwiches, she made us peanut butter and lettuce sandwiches. 
huh. which is similar to cucumber, but I think cucumber is better than lettuce. Yeah. Did you ever have um, peanut butter on celery? Uh, yes, I have, but I prefer cheese whiz. Yes, cheese whiz is definitely better. Yeah, but, if you but I have, have I have done cheese whiz. Yeah, I've done peanut butter. And then traditionally, then you can also put the raisins on, which becomes ants on poo. Yes, ants on poo is what they call it. Okay. No, that's when you put them on a sausage. Then it becomes no, you don't. <laughs> Anything on a sausage would be uh, delicious. Because so, I always said the sausage was ants on a penis. <laughs> and we've got our explicit rating, and it's all it's all fine and good. Is there anything else you would like to talk about on this fine show before <laughs> no. we've driven it into a ditch? <laughs> what do you mean? Okay, we had uh, some fun. So our question. Wait before you before yeah. we completely go. What is the actual name of celery with peanut butter and ants on it? No, you're correct. It was ants on a log. Oh, okay. I didn't say that, but okay. Okay. Well, ants on a log. I thought that's where you were going before you uh, decided to Weisenheimer it. Anyway, it's called ants on a log, everybody. All right. I don't think it's necessary to put the uh, raisins on there, but that's no, fine. No, it doesn't sound that great to me. doesn't sound that great to me either. I am curious about this whole peanut butter and uh, chili and... Uh, yeah, I'm really curious. I mean, I think you should just try it without it first, because yes. I want you to try what, what I like. Not that, not that I'm being like a bossy person, but I just want you to understand like why I like it. I hope that if you eat it, then you'll mm-hmm. be like, oh, I can see why Dave liked this. Then add the chili to it and tell me how it is. And then I'll see, I'll think about doing it myself. A real basic thing that I make when I've, uh, when I'm just like, oh, fuck, I'm just going to make something is I'll take, uh, I'll take chicken if I've got chicken mm-hmm. and then you make a little sauce out of, uh, peanut butter and yeah. garlic. Yeah. And then a little bit of hot sauce mm. and you mix that all together and then uh, mix that with the chicken. It's so simple and, uh, man, it's good. When a friend of mine lived near me, uh, for a number of years, he lived quite close to me. And I, every Monday night I would drive over after I got the girls in bed, I would drive over and I'd have, I would have a second dinner because he'd always like cook a, a bunch of food. And so I'd walk in the house and immediately my eyes would start watering because he'd been frying chilies in the, in, sure. a, in a, in a frying pan. And so, of course, he was a, his eyes and his he's all accustomed to strong it. eyes macho eyes well just because if you're there so they become accustomed to it like because yeah. it starts to, to cook and then your eyes are like oh this is something but then we're used to it then you walk in the door you're just like what's going on ball but uh, yeah he would often make chicken with uh, peanut butter sauce and uh, that was really really something good nice i gotta tell you uh so hey our questions of the week are what do you what did you have for breakfast and what was the other question i have blanked on it completely what you have for breakfast, and the other one was... <laughs> Isn't this great? You know what? It's okay. I'll put it in. I'll hear it in the show. There you are. And then I'll repeat it. I'll have it on the website. Exactly. Fantastic. Sorry, everyone. Not at all. We. Uh, but if you... This is this is the thing. <clears throat> Guys who are past 50 cannot remember right. two things. We're suffering from Weisenheimers. <laughs> oh, boy. Uh, hey, if you want to uh, contact us, here's the bestest ways I you can do so. I enjoy that joke. Oh, it's fine. <laughs> Uh, SneakyDragon.com is our website. That's where we keep our episodes. And you can comment at message boards underneath each of the episodes. So SneakyDragon.com. Uh, you can go to our Facebook page, which is Sneaky Dragon. You can email us at SneakyD at SneakyDragon.com. SneakyD at SneakyDragon.com. We have had some nice emails lately. Yes. Uh, thank you, everyone. Uh, also about past shows we've done. Um, we'll talk about that in a second. Uh, also, we're on Tumblr, SneakyDragon.tumblr.com. Uh, and, uh, 
if you want to listen to other shows we have done in the past that are now locked away in our vault but open to you our friends uh on on our sneaky dragon page we have done one about the beatles where we went through every beatles uh song and every beatles album it's called completely beatles we did one uh we went through every tintin uh mm-hmm. book which was totally tintin yeah full marks where we went through every marx brothers uh and uh we're now again doing fan splainers uh going through different uh movies they seem to all be kind of uh you know, uh, modern uh, superhero movie so far. So but far, we will yeah. We'll try and branch out. Ve- yeah. Venture yeah. off of that. Yeah. And if you want to listen to David and uh, his uh, daughter Mary, uh, she's her own person as well. Um, <laughs> uh, going over, she really is mixtapes. David has made and sent off to people. Uh, then that is the Sneaky Dragon listening party, and that is also available there. How much for free? But. Do we take tips? Oh, do we take tips? Yes. We have a Patreon account, and if you go to our webpage, you will see it. You can click on it. You can make a little donation if you feel like it. We're not going to, uh, you know, make you do it. We're not going to, you know, this is this is all the honor system. <laughs> this is all the honor system. Yeah. In fact, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to leave my wallet on the table right here. I'm going to turn my back because I trust you. Yep. Son of a bitch, the table's gone. And yet the wallet <laughs> remains. Sadly, it was an antique table, and it was worth more than the wallet. Smart move, thief. That's what I say. Uh, but yeah, you can. Boy, uh, Dave's shirt is bulky. You can do a little click, click on there, and uh, you know, if you give us like uh, like a buck a month or something, uh, it all goes to keeping this uh, happening because it costs a little bit to put this out. Uh, not too much, but there you are. Or you know, uh, buy some of our uh, products. Or go. Hey, we even have shirts and stuff for sale crying out loud that's true we do it's true so click on that and uh, see if we still have them in stock <laughs> maybe uh anything you want to say before we wrap up um more butterscotch bashing <laughs> butterscotch. yeah i just don't don't do no, it he just doesn't like the butterscotch Does, doesn't do it for doesn't me. care for it but yeah. enjoys a spaghetti sandwich so you know spaghetti sandwich <laughs> people okay come on my favorite uh, dennis lee book of poems here's Okay, bread, butter, tomato sauce with with some spaghetti, melting the butter, roll roll it up and eat it. Oh, it's so good. So good. Wow, sounds like a threat to me. I'm a bread guy, by the way. There's some people who don't like bread, mm-hmm. and I'm okay with that. We go to Old Spaghetti Factory, and the bread comes out. Dave is so happy. I am so happy. I do. I like bread. Like, I, you know, I eat a sandwich every day, practically. So uh, it's, it's uh, something that I really enjoy. So... He you know, likes the, bread. The, the it idea goes of, right to his head. Yeah. If he didn't have some, you think that he'd be dead because he loves bread. bread. It's true. And so, yeah, the 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 fun to me of uh, of yeah the spaghetti sandwiches is just is just beyond it's beyond thrilling to me. <laughs> Lisa doesn't get it, nor do you. It's fine. No, I it's understand. fine. I'm a I'm a man. The girls love him, but Lisa just thinks we're crazy. He's a man of many bread. She's Lisa. Like it's starch on starch. It's ridiculous. That never bothered me. That's never bothered me. You, it's more about texture. Ah, it just feels, yeah, it's a, you take a bite and it's all, everything's sliding around in mm, your mouth. Yeah. Oh, it's great boy. with the melting butter. You know who would like that? On, I man. think the Adams family. They would enjoy that. They're kooky and they're creepy. They enjoy that kind of stuff. <laughs> just a little weepy. Oh, I'd be sad if the Adams family was crying, but maybe they would. I think the show ended five minutes ago. <laughs> they probably, uh, th- did it? Okay. Well, I'm going to go. Then. Bye. Bye. Bye.